0: We're here for episode 267. It's a Wednesday mix on a Thursday, a day late this week, but that's quite all right. Tom, please inform How's your Thanksgiving, and how you
1: doing this week, man? I'm doing all right, man. My Thanksgiving was, Michaela got sick, so I sent, oh, spent uh, Thanksgiving, just the two of us, uh, outside and not seeing family. It was great. I had dominoes. Um, it was the most glorious <laughs> Thanksgiving meal I've ever eaten. Uh, as, you, as you know from last pod, I went on a rant about turkey. Um, yep so food and beverage wise it was great missed out on the family but i saw him the next day so we're all good there michaela is fine i think she was just a little overworked working about 36 hours and three days um and on shitty daytime sleep but everybody's good michaela's fine uh how was your thanksgiving buddy
0: i'm glad to hear she's doing better man yeah everything was great um didn't woke up. I was maybe going to run the turkey trot, but it was raining, and I decided absolutely fucking not. Um, and then met up with some friends afterwards and then just did more of like a friend's Thanksgiving. Uh,
1: Friendsgiving, if you will.
0: And, yeah, exactly. So did that, and it was a nice low-key nice low day, so all was good on my end.
1: Good to hear, man. I hope you watch some football, unfortunately for you.
0: Watch my Giants lose.
1: Yep. Yeah, we'll talk about that later, but I think we both saw that coming.
0: Yeah, I mean the backdoor cover, though, right? Like I figured, well, they're gonna lose, but at least they might as well cover for me. And yep. Richie James touchdown garbage time happened.
1: Yeah, they went ahead and gave us a push.
0: Well, that's exactly what they Kicked did. Kicked us right but... in the dick. Right in the dick. Um, and then watch a lot of great college football, and today's going to be very college football heavy. But, Tom, Absolutely. I figured today would be a good way to start some NBA. You know, we have talked about our Knicks and Nets and the displeasures we've had with our team season so far, but we're about a quarter way through the NBA season. I figured now is good a time as any to kind of – Talk, Pick your brain a little bit and and talk to you about what's caught your eye so far through this point in the season. So why don't we lead off with the Eastern Conference since that's where we reside or that's where our teams reside. And kind of just walk me through what's caught your eye so far this
1: season. Sure. Um, As you know, I love the NBA. It's probably my favorite sport. But uh, I I think in the Eastern Conference, um, just to start off, there's a clear top two. And then there's kind of everybody else. I I would put. I I think we might have said this on last week's pod, but I would put Celtics and Bucks um, in the clear top two. uh, Celtics handily in number one, and then the Cavs in their own category, and then everybody else. Really, if you told me any of the teams pretty much made it into the playoffs, I'd believe it. Outside of that, Um, there are some good teams that I think will will start to run away. And then there's some teams where I think we'll start to get back towards the bottom. Um, but yeah, I think it's a top two and then a three and then an everybody else, in my opinion. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you at all about that. I think, you know, you, you have clearly the Celtics, none of that off season stuff mattered, including losing Emeo Odoka and Rob Williams, who's due back probably around Christmas time. The Bucs are what we thought the Bucks would be. They, they beat your team last night by a close margin. Um, and then the Cavs are, you know, they're really, really good, but I don't think they're in that echelon. But, Tom, I think before we work our way down these standings and at least talk about the playoff picture that's starting to form, I think we have to give the Boston Celtics like a little bit of time here. I mean, hundred I can't believe that they're this good. And they're historically good, particularly offensively. We remember that little, albeit very short, brief time where the 2021 Nets were like, what are we breaking every offensive record with Harden, Durant, and Irving? But this Celtics team in a larger sample size is actually better than that team.
1: Yeah, I mean they're playing with much even more continuity than that team was. That team was just a three-headed monster. This team, everybody's getting buckets. Tatum's probably number one in the MVP conversation, um, if not Jokic. I picked that, by the way. Remember Great that. call by you. I mean, we're they're eighteen and four. Let's get through the season, Sean, before we start giving ourselves <laughs> awards here. I uh-huh, um, just just pointing it out. I mean, between the two of them, they're between Brown and Tatum. They're averaging almost sixty points a game. And that's just for two players. And then everybody on their team can shoot the ball. They're playing great team defense. Tatum's going to probably be a first-team all-defense type guy. I mean, if he keeps us up for a few years, he's going to be a shoe in for the Hall of Fame. He's been incredible. Um, this team is just an absolute wagon, by far the class of the NBA, not just the Eastern Conference. And, and good job by Joe, whatever the hell is Lazzola or whatever, something like that. Uh, taking over for the head coaching and kind of having his own identity too.
0: Yeah. Don't forget. I mean, they lost Hardy, who was their number one assistant under Udoka. Yeah. he went out uh, with Danny Ainge to uh, Utah, but yeah, he's done an unbelievable job there. And I think that you see the hunger with this team. I always like to pay attention to teams that fall short in the NBA finals the year before, particularly a team like Boston, where Tom, we are 12 months removed from, sitting on this exact podcast and really wondering if the time was ready for the Celtics to break up the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum duo.
1: Boy, and, are we and everybody else dumb, huh?
0: Yeah. And and you, you finally start to see it play out. They catch fire around the new year last year. And we have the sample size now of literally, you know, what is it? Seven months of basketball where they've been the best team in the East and whether that Milwaukee series was fluky or not, whether they had to outduel that maybe undermanned Miami team, whatever. I mean, they they pushed Golden State to six, and they've come back hungrier than ever this year, which you love to see.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that could have gone that way or the other way with. And I'm I'm so happy that as much as I'm a Knicks fan or a Nets fan, we're in the same conference and I, and the same division. I believe. You know, I am happy to see the team kind of use that as motivation as opposed to the other way where you lose your head coach and you lose in the finals and you just kind of fold. And then, you know, Brown probably gets traded in the off se- in this future off season or at the trade deadline. And this whole, se- it could have gone that way. And maybe the Celtics never win a title and, and they're looking like they're poised to do it right now, barring health.
0: Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned the Jalen Brown component. Cause let's not forget there was the Kevin Durant rumors this summer too. And I think that's why I picked. And they them turn those beat. trades
1: down. My man.
0: They turned the trade down. I mean, I picked them to be the four seed because I, I really did feel like there was going to be issues with them this year. Losing that head, losing a head coach that took you to the finals, you know, having Rob Williams out for the first, you know, couple months of the season and all the other issues. You know, what's that dynamic with Jason, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown yep. is Brown upset by the trade rumors. And I mean, they're 18 and four and they're not just 18 and four time. They're smacking teams.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, again, we talked about it. They're statistically, as of right now, again, they're, we're only, what, uh, 22 games into the season for them. But they are playing at a historically great offensive and defensive level.
0: They really are. Um, going down to Milwaukee, I, I think that this team has a trade to make at some point. But, you know, Middleton's coming back tonight. He's going to play his first game since last spring. And that's going to be a huge boost. And, Tom, they're 15-5, and five, so they're right there nipping at the Celtics' heels. Giannis is playing like the best player in the world, again, or close to it. Obviously, you just talked about Tatum. But I, I feel really confident with this Milwaukee team. Do you think that their status quo, or do you think that there's, let's just say, a pretty sizable
1: trade in their future? There's a move to be made for sure, and I'm not really worried about this team. They're tried and trusted, trusted and they've played a lot of games. So, I mean, not to mention... I mean, the Middleton and and Holiday went to play for Team USA after winning the title. So, since that title run, they've got a lot of games under their belt. So, I think they're just trying to keep themselves in the top three until the playoffs happen, and then we'll see what type of trades they made. Uh, make I'm not worried about this team at all.
0: What do you think they need if they were to make a a pretty impactful deal?
1: I mean, isn't the isn't the answer always a point guard?
0: Well, you got Holiday, I guess, a good backup one, right? Although, what Javon Carter's had, he's been very good since he's been there.
1: He has, but how much better would this team be if he could come in for 15 to 21 minutes a game and and come off the bench and give you that as opposed to being a starter?
0: Right, for sure. I mean, you know Holiday's going to be the starter, though.
1: Well... I mean, you could start—Holiday's not a true point guard, though. I'm talking about getting a guy who—Holiday's more of a two-guard on the offensive side, and then he's basically your your stopper on for wing players on defense. I think you need that, and then—I mean, I don't know. You could say a big man, but, like, do you really want— and that's the reason why I didn't say it, because do you really want to mess up whatever Giannis has going on in the paint? I mean, Lopez and Ibaka are, are fine— and, uh, you know, Lopez can can knock down a shot here and there. Um, although he's out with a back injury still, I believe, if he ever comes back. Lord knows at this point with his age. Ibaka, Ibaka and, you know, Portis and whatnot are, are fine on the inside. I, I just think that they need a guy who is a true point guard. Holiday's more of a off-the-ball type offensive player.
0: Sure. I, I'm looking at kind of like, can you upgrade the Grayson Allen position?
2: Yeah, that like too.
0: Ever- Steve Vincenzo was really good for them on that championship team and they really haven't been able to find that version of him remember he shot the lights out in that playoff run I think there's a move to be made on the wing there even if it's just for a guy that can give you that 15-20 minute range maybe not anybody who's a starter but a step up from Grayson Allen
1: yeah I agree and I think more of those players are out there than the true point guards and they might come a little bit cheaper too
0: yeah and I'm not sure what their draft capital is like I mean how valuable is it anyway because of what they are as a team and and their future is still very bright along with their present. But, um, I think they're one or two moves away from becoming right up there with Boston. I just think between defense offense and just synergy with that team, I think the Celtics are, are the team to beat in the East. And also we, I forgot to mention before with the Celtics before we move on to Cleveland, um, they signed Al Horford to a two-year extension, so he'll probably finish his career in Boston. And mm. you know, the best thing for them right now, man, is the way that they're winning. You know, they can afford to rest him down the stretch this year, which they didn't have the ability to do last year, and they can keep him fresh for hopefully another deep playoff run. If you're a Celtics fan.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. That's they just need to keep him fresh. But the backup center there has been fine, and and they've just kind of been bandaging up that center position, and they've been doing fine at it. A guy, I'm looking at two guys on Portland. For, for the Milwaukee Bucks, now that you kind of enlighten me to kind of a three-four guy, I'm looking at if they keep sliding, possibly a Josh Hart or a Jeremy Grant.
0: Mmm. Yeah, Jeremy Grant will probably be a little bit more expensive. I don't know what Utah's situation is, man. Like, what if, I mean, we could talk about them maybe briefly when we well, talk Well, they're in the Portland. West, but, well, I mean, I like, I just don't know what they're like exactly. Like, are they are they going to try to contend? Or are they trying to give you want to take? players away from game are you trying to get assets again like if you're trading a josh hart to milwaukee like what are you really getting back in return Mm,
1: yeah probably just uh even if i don't even know what pick they have but they'll be getting a heavily protected pick back
0: oh for sure i mean and and i think actually i think milwaukee uh if i'm not mistaken their their current their 2022 draft pick is going to new orleans i think for them yeah and i think
1: we need to talk about them as well because (laughs) I mean, we'll get over to the Western Conference, but just David Griffin was on for some stupid reason. Again, we're dumb on the hot seat as as Earl as late as last year, and now look at this guy. I mean, he's got seemingly Oklahoma City and 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 him in New Orleans own every single draft pick in the NBA that actually matters. Don't forget about Utah. And, well, and Utah but i'm talking next year they seemingly own every single draft pick that matters and they're also the 3 seed and they they have an electric team
0: isn't it amazing how much has changed in 12 months like it's actually crazy in the nba like he
1: should just, win gm of the year
0: i think he's in very good contention too i mean i would be shocked if he didn't because again how do you how are you that good and also so well-positioned to keep just reload, reloading and restocking your team. like that's, yep. that's pretty great. And talk about reloading and restocking this team. Obviously, Cleveland, you put them kind of by themselves in that third tier in the East. They're really freaking good. I know Donovan Mitchell's been a little in and out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. I think this team is still trying to decide what their ideal lineup is. We've seen them play some small ball center. Everybody's only, been hurt. Oh, yeah, and only Mobley's out there at times. I still like him playing alongside Jared Allen, but what are your takeaways from Cleveland so far?
1: I mean, Mitchell is as advertised. Looking back, I would love to have him in the Knicks uniform. I think maybe just the change of scenery has made him – I mean, the offensive player, we knew what it was, and he's taking it to another level. But the defensive intensity, he, we always knew the athleticism and the length was there and the strength. Uh, he just needed to get that intensity back. He seems to have it. Garland got got hurt on, like, the first game of the season, so he's still trying to find his way back. But I, I really like this team. I think that they, if they really want to make a playoff run, they – they need to get another player off the bench. Um, I, I uh, Levert just makes me worried.
0: Yeah, I mean, Levert. at this point, we know exactly what he is. I mean, for everybody that shat on the Nets giving him up, it's like he's found his niche in the NBA. I'll give him credit for that. He's a microwave scorer off the bench. But unfortunately, you know, what comes with those really good nights are sometimes unplayable nights where he's not looking to pass, he's taking very contested shots and obviously the injury concerns with him are always there. Like, I don't think he's ever had a fully healthy season. So he's been kind of what he's supposed to be, I think in Cleveland and they've carved out a nice role for him. But yeah, I think you'd like to have somebody a little bit more trustworthy off the bench.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, I mean, we'll talk, We'll go up and down. We don't have to talk about everybody, but we'll go over our surprises. Obviously, the Pacers being there, they're 12-9. and 9. I don't think they're going to hang around, but Carlisle does some interesting things. And then Tyrese Halliburton, I mean, I understand that the Kings are playing well and they're definitely going to make the playoffs for the first time since I think like 2003. But to give him up, I mean, he is – I know it opened up um, – what's his face – in, De'aron Fox. De'aron Fox in, in Sacramento, but this guy is going to be, I mean, I think he's got a chance to develop into a first-team All-NBA-type player.
0: You're seeing it, and you're seeing him do it on a team that's perfect for him. And, you know, they draft Benedict Matherin, who's been a stud, too. He's a dog. And those two playing alongside each other has been really, really fun to watch.
1: And I like this got- Duarte guy, too.
0: Duarte was pretty solid last year for him. I mean, he was kind of, you know, lost in the shuffle because that team was so bad. But um it, I mean, listen too, like here's the thing about Miles Turner. He's had himself a really, really good year. And yeah. whether they decide to keep picking it, keep keep him, like he's just perennially gonna be in trade conversations. I don't think they even know what the future holds with him, but he's contributed a lot to this kind of sneaky twelve win pacer team
1: yeah he has and i think at some point it's going to get to shit or get off the pot time with him and buddy healed and i got a feeling they're going to fall back to the pack around all-star break and and they might just have to sell him off or they should sell him off um and then looking i mean obviously the sixers are are extremely disappointed disappointing Um, but they, they had some bad. Yeah. I was going to say they've gotten bit by the injury bug, of course, but you got to kind of expect that with Embiid and, and Harden being your two guys out there. Um, Atlanta. I think that they're going to be, I I think when this all shakes out, you're going to see Atlanta in the four seed. Um, I just think, you know, they're still trying to figure out the Murray Trey thing and it doesn't look bad yet, but I think it's going to, or at all, but I think it's going to look a hell of a lot better. I mean, I know we've been calling for Hunter just to be healthy for like a month since his career started, but if Hunter could get healthy for a month, that'd be that'd be really good for them. And then I think they need to turn Collins. I know Bogdanovich has been out, and they need to turn Collins into somebody else because he's so much better than this, and he just doesn't fit on this team.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you brought up John Collins because to me him and uh, Miles Turner are pretty much the same situation. I mean – they've been rumored every trade deadline season and every summer for the last like three years. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like. Oh, well, it's kind of like the McCollum thing, right? Pod, yeah. I Eventually think so. like, in, in 2019, when we were doing this pod, we were saying it during the pandemic. We were saying it when I moved here, we were saying it last year. We were saying it like, I feel like they are really trying to trade them, but they want the ideal trade. And, and you know, it's just so happens that, They might have a trade partner in my Brooklyn Nets with John Collins because John Collins is the kind of player the Nets really need. The Nets obviously lack rebounding, and they need a guy like a stretch four and even can play some small ball five. I think John Collins in certain lineups with the Nets would be ideal. Yeah, and you could put a shooter. Well, and the other thing too is that they really Atlanta being need a shooter after losing Kevin Herter for whatever reason that was. I thought trading him, letting him go, was a poor idea. But you know the Nets do have a surplus of shooting, and you could get them Joe Harris, and I think Joe Harris would fit that team a lot better because you'd have more spacing and more shooting around the perimeter. So I mean, I don't know what you think of that, but that's an idea. I've kind I don't of floated it
1: out there. I mean, Harris isn't doing. I know he's coming back from injury, but he isn't doing much for you guys. Um, Before we talk about your Nets, I don't really care about talking about the bottom, and I've said my piece on the Knicks. Nothing has really changed. Um, Porzingis sighting. Porzingis is making a comeback. He's been good. Uh, Beal has been good as well, and Kuzma has been Kuzmo of the last few years. Um, That's all I really have to say about the Wizards. Um, Before we talk about your Nets, because I think we're going to talk about them for a few minutes, Miami Heat, man. It's Bam. Yeah. It's Bam and then Jimmy Butler is just, he's older and he's got a lot of miles on him, especially some of those Tibbs minutes early in his career. And then the rest of the team is just old and beaten down.
0: It really is. I mean, man, I, I hate seeing him getting roasted because you should never be in that position, but you saw, like, Udonis Haslam literally going one-on-one against Jason Tatum last night.
1: Like, that's not a situation you want to be in. And it You don't want Udonis Haslam in the game, much less going on one-on-one. He's just... <laughs> he's an expensive coach, is what he is.
0: He really is. In um, mad respect to him, but yeah, exactly. He's a glamorized coach. Um, here's the thing with them, man. I think they exhausted every aspect of what this iteration of this team was in the eastern conference final last year i don't think they have it remember they went to the they did they were in the finals in the bubble they come back don't have a great year the next year they get swept by milwaukee in round one and then they come back last year and play in that dogfight of an eastern conference final against the celtics got beaten up and i felt like whoever won that series you know that was just going to be a war of attrition the celtics pulled it out and I don't know. I mean, what Tyler Hero got paid this summer. You've got some nice ancillary pieces. Kyle Lowry's just he's old and he's done and he's playing so many minutes that he shouldn't be playing. Uh, what's your forecast for this team going forward this year? Are they blowing it up? Or are they trying to bring some new somebody new in? Is there a trade piece that they're hoping for comes on the horizon? Like what is what is the outlook for this team?
1: I mean, can you ever remember the Heat really blowing it up? I mean, the only real year where I feel like they were in the lottery was the Beasley year, and the only reason why that happened was because LeBron left, Dwayne Wade got hurt, and it was basically Chris Bosh and a bunch of nothing. So I don't think they're going to blow it up. I think they're going to find their way into the play-in game, and that's it. Maybe in the offseason. I don't think they're an in-season, blow-it-up kind of team.
0: It's so weird, though, because, like, do you – If you're Miami, if you're Pat Riley, do you want to be a play-in team? Like, is there any version of this team that you could see flipping a switch and becoming that, you know, Eastern Conference champion contender like they were last year? uh,
1: The only reason why I do think they hold out hope is because playoff Jimmy is a real thing. Yeah. And, And I think that might be enough to have them. I mean, Indiana and the Wizards and the Knicks are going to fall back to the pack. And and they're sure. going to fall down, and I think they're going to be able. The Heat are just going to win by attrition, basically, and figure out their way in there to the play-in game, and that might be enough for them to convince themselves, hey, we're going to get through this play-in tournament. Lowry is a proven playoff guy. No matter how badly, this is what they're saying, not me, by the way. Yep, I hear you. In my scenario, and, and we have Jimmy Butler and Bam bio. and Jimmy in the playoffs when we have enough ru- when we have ample rest, is is one of the best players in the league.
0: Now, just keep in mind that the reason they were able to go pretty far in the playoffs, the bubble year—I mean, we're still trying to figure out what exactly that bubble year was—but particularly last year, they were the one seed, right? They were playing in inferior yeah. competition up until that Eastern Conference Finals. They're a playing team. They're—they're going to be kind of like what the Nets were last year. No, of course. Go, Congratulations. And, your reward is your reward is Milwaukee. And, and don't
1: get me wrong—I don't think the Heat are any good. I'm just—I'm just looking at it from their perspective, where I think. You still have Spo and you still have Playoff Jimmy, and they think that they can catch lightning in a bottle.
0: Yeah, and I I do agree with you. I mean, I think that they're holding out hope that there is going to be that disgruntled superstar come February, where they have the assets to make it work. Um, and then you're looking at the summer where they could possibly pull off a blockbuster trade, whether it's importing or exporting. Uh, yeah, proven players off that. I mean, roster. But what do they, right, they have really? really.
1: Outside of well, Tyler Hero, which uh, he's kind of uh, he's a good player, but he's he's signed to a fat deal now. I mean, didn't you give up your draft picks to go out and get Kyle Lowry? So it's like, what what do you have? A Duncan Robinson who doesn't even catch minutes on your team? I mean, unless you're looking to trade Bam or Jimmy, why would you trade right. superstar for superstar? What what really do they have?
0: Um, I think it would have to be. I don't think they trade Jimmy unless Jimmy asks out. I no. think they want to try to win. Which, they're not I mean, going to trade
1: think... Bam either because they're not going to, oh. you know, I mean, what but, but that's the thing is like, you don't really see superstar for superstar trades. It's like, are you going to win that deal if you give up Bam? Like, can you, what do you, who do you think he, they would even get that would make them a contender? That would be worth giving up a young Bam. I
0: don't disagree with you in theory, but I could see themselves surveying the landscape. Like,
1: Unless there's a crazy like KD pulls of the thing, that's again. what I was
0: gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna say if this Brooklyn thing really goes sour, or the Nets reevaluate where they are in the summer, I could see Bam being the centerpiece of a Durant trade. Yeah, like, that's
1: that, really that's the only the thing. Guy. Right. Unless the Lakers are like, give us Bam Hero, we'll make the money work for AD and and some picks.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if you want to... I don't I don't even, know, think, I don't that even think that he would want to do that. No, no there's no... Because Bam, because of his age and what he's accomplished and just how dominant of a player he is, you're only trading him for a player that's better. Mm-hmm. And that the team who's trading that superstar player, like in the Nets situation, that superstar is going to immediately put you back into, you know, legitimate playoff contender conversation.
1: Yep. Yep. So, speaking of your Nets, let's talk about them. I mean, Kevin Durant is having an amazing season. I hope you're enjoying it at least a little bit that you can of it. Um, No, it's been amazing to watch. Ben Simmons, I mean, listen, I really, he has some games where he's starting to buck his head a little bit and show himself to be Ben Simmons. And I know everybody's still shitting on him and whatnot, but given what you had before that, which was absolutely zero, I think the fact that he's starting to come around has to be at least a little bit pleasing to you. And then Kyrie Irving, he's playing great when he plays. I think, I think he hasn't done anything stupid recently. And Kanye's done a lot of really stupid things, so the news has shifted to him. So keep himself. I would trade him now.
0: <laughs> you know, in a perfect, we've talked about this, and I know Bill Simmons talked about it on his podcast yesterday about. You know, the Nets should trade Kyrie. The Nets are not trading Kyrie. Uh, um, You know, you're not going to get equal value for him. And what he provides for this team, I really like how Jacques Vaughn is staggering his minutes with Kevin Durant. And they're letting Kyrie start the fourth quarter while Durant's on the bench. And it's really, you know, Kyrie can go into that crazy mode where he, you know, scores 11 points in three minutes. And It's been good. And, And Ben Simmons, you're right. Now, unfortunately, he's out for the next couple games. And then I blame that totally on the Nets performance staff. I mean, this is a guy who hasn't played in basically you know two years, and you're having him play second half of back to backs and heavy minutes. And listen, I know they're a little compromised, but you gotta you can't have this guy you know playing all these minutes, and you got to massage him back into the rotation and into games. So I think once he comes back from this little uh, quad strain, uh, they said it's probably gonna be about a week that you don't play them on back-to-backs. You you pick the dates that you know you want to use him heavy minutes and be a little bit more smart about how you manage his body. Because uh, you're right, he had really been turning the corner. You're starting to see some of that aggressiveness, right, that you've – not to the same level you've seen him in the past, but certainly a lot better than the way the season started.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's playing, right? Um, yep. Anybody else in the, in the Eastern Conference you want to talk about? Magic have been a bit disappointing for me. Um, Paolo has looked av- as advertised. I think he's been pretty good. Um, and there's some rookie woes there. But the rest of that team is a little bit disappointing. I thought they'd be in this, I I want to say, top-heavy Eastern Conference. I thought they'd be better than five wins at this point. That's the only thing I will say.
0: Yeah, and I just want to close out this with the Nets real fast. T.J. Warren's going to make his season debut tomorrow. And I, mean, I think you could- that— that's exciting
1: he's gonna get you some buckets off the bench you know I mean the last thing I remember was him looking like a first team all NBA or in the bubble
0: yeah and even before the bubble I mean I think that's kind of take on like mythology but he was really he's always been a really really good three and D guy who can score at all three levels so I think the Nets are looking forward to getting him in there as well and they're pretty deep with their shooting but yeah to the magic I actually watched them play my Nets the other night and I got to tell you what, man. I, I don't know where it came from. It probably is a benefit of him being in the G League and, and really having a team that where he can take his sweet old time, but Bull is a fucking cheat code right
1: now. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's been incredible. And honestly, I've been talking about him since he was at Oregon, and I've, I've really liked him. And I think I've mentioned him on the pod a couple times. But finally he gets his opportunity, and the guy's a freak so you know i'm glad he's finally getting some run let's put a little more weight on i can help him with that do some pizza reviews with me <laughs>
0: yeah maybe take a take a trip to tommy's here and there maybe when they visit the yeah. garden next. hey
1: week, I- i'm willing to take Bulbul for for a p pe- for a tommy's trip that would that would be something that would get me down to the bronx
0: that would be that would be just a great story overall um but yeah, Paolo looks like the real deal. I know they're, that Suggs is out. Um, Franz Wagner is really good. I'll tell you what, this is a fun team. They definitely have pieces. Yeah. They really do suck, and you're you're right. Like but they should right. have more they... than five wins, but they have they have guys you want to watch.
1: But that's all they are is exactly what you said. It's just a bunch of pieces. They're not a team.
0: No, they're not a team. Um, I know you talked about the Wizards. I think they're an interesting team with with Porzingis as a trade piece. Other than that. There's really no reason to watch them. Kuzma too. I think they have guys that they could that they could offload and get some good, some really good quality assets. If for. I'm
1: if I'm the Bulls, by the way, I know Lonzo's out, and who the hell knows what's up with him because he's got this weird knee thing, and it's 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 a shame. I, I I'm completely blowing this thing up. I'm trading Caruso. I'm trading Levine. I'm trading Demar. Uh, I'm trading. Maybe the only guy, Vooch. I'm trading. Maybe I'll try and yeah. hold on to Patrick Williams, but I'm blowing it all up. I'm calling the Knicks. I'm offering them Levine. I'm calling the Lakers. I'm trying to figure out a way to get one of those picks for DeMar DeRozan. I'm calling. I mean, Caruso would be amazing on Milwaukee. I'm calling Milwaukee oh, for don't Caruso. don't even don't
0: don't speak that into existence, man. That's <laughs> that would be that that would be just okay. Just put Boston and Milwaukee in the East final right
1: yep. now. Yep. Uh, and then, and then for Vooch, I'm calling any any team I can think of that needs a center. Yeah, Maybe I'm calling he, Brooklyn. I thought
0: about it because I, I mean, the Nets are just so bad rebounding wise. But I'm like, Vucevic is hard. He's a hard guy to to fit in with a team. You know, he needs the he, ball
1: a lot. That's the problem.
0: That's the problem. He's a mean, ball from, stopper. For, for Brooklyn, like, the perfect guy is honestly Andre Drummond, who Chicago has. So, like Maybe the Nets make a run back at him because he actually played very well for the Nets last year. They just need a big body who can rebound. They don't really need that really ball-dominant, scoring center stretch center I know I mentioned Collins but he's more of a four. but yeah I agree with you about Chicago they should just they should just empty the vault trade everybody because this team's going nowhere fast
1: yeah I mean they they got off to a hot start last year I don't know if you remember I'm sure you do the DeRozan MVP talks and whatnot but yeah. ever since I'd say all-star break last year they've been in a, a travesty and I mean, I don't really want Levine because I don't see him the same way other people do as a superstar. But I would be banging down the Knicks' door if I was Chicago to try and get some of their picks.
0: You say that now, but if you watched him every night for the Knicks, you would be like, "Oh my God, thank you." I, think I know I would like, love him because it would be pretty fucking great.
1: They would, but then I I would love him for what his potential is. But there's a lot of nights where. I mean, look at their record. There's a reason why their record is what it is, where you're going to pull your hair out with him.
0: Oh, yeah, no, he's frustrating at times for sure. But I also think part of that is, you know, DeMar needs his shots and Vucevic needs the ball when he's in there. And, you know, you can't just let Levine cook. I think on a team like the Knicks where you don't have many other options and guys that need the ball, aside from maybe Julius Randle, that that <sighs> might be a better I would
1: love to include Randle in that trade. I don't see why Chicago would do that, though.
0: No, I, I don't either. I mean, Julius Randle has to go. Julius Randle, we'll talk about it as the season goes on. But he, he will have suitors with better teams that will be able to use his skill set in a better way. Uh, in a more Yeah, I'm looking at the Pelicans extent.
1: for him. Maybe a run back at the Pelicans. Ooh, I kind of like that. Yeah, you yeah, need a big man off the bench, and and that, and he could give you, you know, a spark off the bench, run your offense for the second unit, and slow things down because they're kind of a high octane offense. And listen, I'm I'm making a trade right now. You don't have to give me one of your high picks. Give me one of your shitty, you know, other teams that are. Give me one of your Milwaukee picks. I don't care. Yeah,
0: do like a Milwaukee pick or two, and maybe like a, Jose like Alvarado Jones.
1: Just yeah. kidding. They would. They wouldn't do that.
0: Or Herb. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they might, I mean, her Jones, yeah.
1: no way, no way.
0: Probably, probably not, but you, 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 can ask if you're the Knicks, you can ask. They do Why have not?
1: Larry Nance. I don't know, but Nance is not Randall. Different type of no. player. Very different. I would okay, take let's a Jackson Hayes for all I care. But yeah, let's move into the West since we're already talking about New Orleans. Um, Suns, I think that they're just going to hold down the fort for the regular season. I do think it is important for them to get that number one overall seed, just given their history. Um, Suns are a point guard team, backup point guard team. Like, a Tyus Jones on this team would be amazing.
0: Totally agree with you on that. Um, You know, I I don't like campaign. I don't like campaign in playoff games particularly, Um, and... I know he's had some moments, but, yeah, I mean, this team has to race to get to the one seed kind of like they did last year so you can give Chris Paul as many games off, you know, in February, March, and April as possible.
1: Let me tell you something really quick. Google on their rosters did Dario Saric dirty with their picture. He looks like the picture. I click on it right now. Yeah, he looks like the picture of, like, one of those Netflix murder movies. Like a mug shot of like we caught this guy and he had twenty seven bodies in his basement. Here's his here's his mockumentary.
0: Oh, that's not right. Look at that but mustache then, too. But oh, then no, if you click
1: good. on if you click on his picture, if you click on his name, he's not a terrible looking guy. They, it was just no, a bad not. picture.
0: That's that's brutal. Yeah, you're right. They did they did him dirty. Yeah, he looks dirty in that in that <laughs> picture.
1: Who did he let? Uh it's tough. Tough to be a public figure nowadays. They got everything cool. on you. Um, you got people like us making fun of you. I know. Well, that's not even making fun of him. That's just bad on Google or whoever put that roster picture up. Okay, let's let's talk about the Western Conference. Um, the Nuggets, Jokic is playing like an MVP again. I think for the Nuggets, they just need to round Murray into form. Obviously, I saw him in person at the Celtics game. He just looks rusty. He's still trying to figure out NBA minutes. Um And that's pretty much it for me. I think this team, I I don't know how many moves they have to make. I think it's pretty complete.
0: You know, I got to say this. I know he threw some shade at my team, but Bruce Brown is in a really, really good situation out there. We said that. He's played great. Yeah, we said that, but you're really seeing it come to fruition. It's one Mm -hmm. thing to say it, and it's another thing to see it. And they're letting him play guard minutes, and the Nets always wanted him in that dunker spot. And I think a lot of teams, when he was doing his free agent tour, saw him as that kind of player, not as a guard. And he's getting guard minutes, and he's playing alongside, obviously, Murray and um, and Jokic, and he's, he's fitted seamlessly. Plus, you got Jeff Green, who I know is the ageless wonder, but he's been really good too.
1: Yeah, no, he he definitely has, and he finally got a couple-year deal, so you're going to see him in Denver for a minute. And Caldwell-Pope's been playing really well. I, I like this team. I just think you need to really get Murray healthy, get him back to when he was playing in the bubble, just going head-to-head with Murray, and I think he ended up winning that matchup. Um Pelicans, we mentioned them already. They are just an electric team. There's no way to stop Zion when he's healthy. Um, I think Ingram Ingram, excuse me, is the best yin to Zion's yang that there ever could be. Zion is like all gas, no brakes. I'm going to the rim and I'm gonna bully you. And then Ingram is that you guys got your hands on your knees, you guys are done from Zion. I'm gonna lull you to sleep, slow you down, and then just put the ball in the hoop for mid range, and I love it
0: it's a really fun team to watch and their defense is special. Uh, they can attack you in so many different ways. And yeah, Dave Griffin props, man. I mean, real props. Uh, We, we dragged him through the mud. A lot of people did. He's done an unbelievable job with this team and constructing this roster the way he wants to. I know injuries have been a nuisance for them. That's why they're only 13 and eight, but you know, you got Valanchunas who, who's, who's really a monster inside. Um, they're a really good team, man. They're just they're they're a team that's going to keep peaking, you know, as the season goes on. You're going to eventually see other oh, five games over five hundred, other oh, ten games over five hundred, other oh, fifteen games over five hundred. I know the West is deep, but they're they're a really special, they're a special team, and they they have so much roster flexibility to get better.
1: Oh yeah, they. I mean, come on, not even roster flexibility. They they could get anybody in the league if they wanted them.
0: Yeah, they called the Nets right now and asked for Durant. They could put together, probably them and Memphis, the best package possible.
1: Yep. Speaking of Memphis, we'll talk about them next. They just haven't had their – first of all, Desmond Bain has been playing, before he got hurt, was playing like a another first-team All-NBAer. I know he was averaging like 20-something, 26, 27 points a game. Um, when him and Jaron Jackson, who just came back as he went out, it was almost like a turnstile and jog it together – I think this team is going to find their way past past the Pelicans and the Nuggets in the two-seed, possibly the one-seed, if they can put it all together.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know how I feel about them. I picked them to be the second seed this year.
1: Yep. Um, I think you picked them. Would you Golden pick them to State. go to the finals?
0: Uh, no, I had them losing to Golden State.
1: Mm. Okay. Um, moving on to the next team, the Clippers. Um, it's just sad. It's sad to see.
0: Yeah, uh, where do you want to start? <laughs> I mean, the Kawhi situation is—it's uh, just—it's a travesty, man. I mean, this guy three years ago, when you're looking at a top fifty player all time, you know, then he signs this deal with the Clippers, and and you just don't see him. And he never. Plays. I just
1: want to know how you know, kind of like the Alonzo Ball thing. Although alonzo has been honest, Kawhi is never—I don't want to say he's dishonest. He just never gives us anything. I just he want never to know. Talks. I just want to know what's wrong and how hurt are you, and and I don't know. Can we put a gun to a doctor's head? Obviously, I'm kidding, but...
0: Oh, yeah, that's the maddening thing, right? We just don't know, and there's always something with him, and it's like he plays a couple games, and then he's out, and it's it's just frustrating because unlike a guy like a Ben Simmons, right, who you know you want to see him and he's showing some flashes but he's nev- he's not even in the same stratosphere as what Kawhi has done in his career and mm-hmm. you just want to see what this clippers team could be but you know they're not getting the same production from other guys that they got last year i know we were both relatively bullish on them heading into the season when we did oh, yeah. our predictions but they're not getting the same they're not getting the same impact from guys that they that they got last year they are. Zouach had a massive game the other day. I don't know if you saw
1: that. Yeah, it happens every once in a blue moon, especially when they have a smaller, weaker center out there against him. But I mean, you said, where do you want to start with this team? I think it. You talk about the other, t- the the you know the role guys underperforming. It stop. It starts and stops with Kawhi. This team's nothing without him, and it's just a shame to see. I don't really see them going anywhere unless somehow he can come out out of nowhere. Right?
0: Is there any world? that by February he's still not playing or he's playing once out of every four games.
1: I think that's that they, they
0: i think They evaluate that's where happen. they're at and think, you know, maybe we start off loading. Maybe we start changing this because whatever version of this team that we thought we were going to maybe hold out hopes for, you know, kind of like Brooklyn West, it's not, it's not working.
1: Well, I think if they do that, it is going to be tough to trade Kawhi because you're basically...
0: I don't think you can trade Kawhi. I was yeah. thinking more of like, Paul George, yeah, be yeah, somebody else?
1: Yeah, Paul George has had those injury troubles, but he seemed to be clear of it the last two years. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of a team for him, but that you know that is interesting. Maybe Memphis puts a package together for him or New Orleans. Um, but yeah, I could I could see them clear on the deck. Yeah,
0: I, I could too. I, I don't think they want to. I think they'll hold out to the last second. But I also think Steve Ballmer is a very you know, he, he's a very calculated and he's a very big-picture person. And, you know, do you want – I think there's a lot of bloom off that rose from what those Clipper fans thought they were getting to what reality is, right? And yep. I think you could re-energize that fan base and as you move into a new arena I in England soon, yeah. you know – Maybe it's not the team that you pictured you were going to see, but you could get, at least get the fan base a little bit more interested.
1: That's the only thing I do worry about is trading off all these assets. If you go into a full tank, it's going to be tough to sell season tickets and get asses in the seats in that new arena.
0: It is, but it might be tough already because I don't yeah. think a lot of people feel good about the state of this team.
1: No, yeah, it's it's really tough to sell Kawhi as your best player when it's like, yeah, we got Kawhi and, and maybe he'll play. We don't, Maybe, we don't know anything.
0: Right, because at least the thing with, like, a Durant is it's like, yeah, it's hard to sell Durant when he literally just asked for a trade five months ago, but at least he's Pino's playing gonna be in and the putting lineup. up great numbers. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, no doubt. He is as advertised on the basketball court. That's the thing I'll give Kevin Durant for uh, credit for is, you know, he he had this whole offseason bullshit and whatever, but he said he loves basketball and he only wants to hoop, and, and from what I can see, he means that.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And that's the problem with Kawhi is we don't know how much he loves basketball. We criticize Ben Simmons a lot. We criticize Kyrie Irving a lot. I know very different circumstances. Each of them are unique. But how much does Kawhi love basketball? I think it's a fair question.
1: Oh, completely agree. Um, all right. Sacramento Kings, they've been a really fun team this year. They're going to make the playoffs this year. That's that. There's no doubt in my mind.
0: And even if there is a sliver of doubt, they will... They will be complete all-out buyers at the deadline to ensure that they make the playoffs. So I looked it up, Tom. 2006 was the last year that they made the postseason.
1: A little well, better I than dream. what I thought. Yeah, I you was said
0: 03, which wasn't a bad which wasn't a bad guess.
1: I was just thinking back to the like the Bibby Weber teams.
0: Yeah, no, this is 06 is the last year and they are currently because the Mariners made the playoffs this past year in baseball. They are the longest drought of any professional team.
1: Very nice. I wonder who's behind them. Uh, that's a good
0: question. I was thinking like the Marlins, but they made it in that crazy COVID year. I don't know. I'll have to look. Um, I'm sure there's an NHL team, maybe like the Buffalo Sabers or something. Um, good young yeah, team the Kings, though. The Kings are going to make it. Um, uh, and they're fun, man. And and I'll tell you what. I know losing Halliburton. I, I kind of want to hear you talk a little bit more about it because we talked about it from the Indiana side. But you're right. Uh, this this trade kind of has unlocked the Aaron Fox. You always wondered what he was going to be. He's kind of a frustrating player at times, but he's been awesome this year. And Keegan Murray too. I mean, the rookie they picked, he's been great.
1: First of all, let me just say I'm looking at this team's roster, and Matthew Dellavedova is on this team, which is really making me root hard for them. Um, <laughs> but with that, and Rashawn Holmes, I love Rashawn Holmes. I know yeah, you I like do Rashawn too. too. Um, he would be nice in the on the Brooklyn Nets. Um,
0: Any center that has a pulse and has had a modicum of success would be a good fit on the Brooklyn Nets.
1: Yes. Um, Yeah, I still don't like the trade for Sacramento because I think they gave up ultimately the best player in the future. But, yeah, it just – there was always that back and forth. And although Halliburton is a great distributor, De'Aaron Fox needs the ball in his hands, and and that really opened it up for him. And, you know, I just think from a team that seemingly made every single decision – Outside of drafting Halliburton recently, the wrong one. This year, they finally put it all together. Good pick with Keegan Murray. He's been playing well. Obviously, the trade for Sabonis did everything that I just said. And it also got them Sabonis, who is a matchup nightmare. You can't play big on him because he'll just put whatever big that is up up top and hit a mid-range or make a great pass. And then if you put somebody small on him, he's just going to put him in the torture chamber. And then they went out and got Malik Monk and Kevin Hurter, two of the best off-season pickups of the year, in my opinion.
0: No, you're 100% right. They shoot the lights out. Um, and they are one of the best shooting teams in the league right now. And, you know, it's so funny listening to you talk about that. You're so right about the, you know, the breakup of Fox and Halliburton because they are both such ball-dominant players. They need their they need their minutes. But the breakup of, of uh, Turner and Sabonis was just as impactful, I think. You know, that, that really never made a lot of sense. In Indiana, so I felt like even though it was a huge risk trade because both teams gave up great players, they both fit their new teams so much better than yeah. they did their old.
1: Trade was definitely a win-win. It is funny that, like you said a little bit earlier, we talked about Turner being traded for what feels like since we started the podcast. And then Sabonis, who we just had no idea, was actually the one that got traded, but it did work out.
0: It definitely did no, it definitely did for both parties, and I think Indiana's starting to reap the benefits of it and you've already seen now, but yeah I give I give Sacramento a lot of credit for filling out the rest of that roster because I mean you want to give a guy like Darren Fox who pushes the ball up the court find him shooters who will be outside on the periphery who you know can just knock down shots and don't need a lot of room to knock down shots yeah. like a monk and a, and a herder.
1: Yeah, no, and they're both pretty good defensively as well. I really like this team. They've got a lot – they're very deep. Um, they're and, very deep. And they're a problem on any night, and they're easily – they're going to walk into the playoffs. So I think both both sides of the league this year have shaped out very top-heavy.
0: I agree with you. Um, moving on down here, Tom, because I know we have so much more to get to. I, I don't want to spend that much time on Utah, if you don't mind. I, no. I think – They've been a fun story, but they're 13 and 11. They're crashing back down to earth. And this was a team that we predicted to be the worst team in the Western Conference. It was a nice start. I'm glad you had it fun. But, um, you know, I'm not really too interested in talking about them. But we got to talk Dallas and Luka. And yeah. before I let you go into it, because I know you love Luka. We both love Luka, but I think you have like a real basketball, you know, love affair with Luka. I'm just going to say this right now. And I know a completely different player and, and I have very different attitudes and all that. But. I think we're starting to see Houston Harden with Dallas Luka. <laughs> it reminds me so yep. much of those Houston Harden years,
1: and that's that's exactly what I was just about to call him the Dallas Rockets. And I do love Luca. You are absolutely right, but I I can be, I can zone in on this and separate my love for him because I'm t- I don't like watching Mavericks basketball. It's terrible. Um, you know Luca from early on, where he moved the ball around. He doesn't really have anybody to move the ball around too, um, and, and it's just tough to watch. This brand of basketball, whether it be the Russell Westbrook OKC days or the Houston Harden days. I just I hate watching this iso ball. And it has been proven and proven and proven over time, even if you go back to the Michael Jordan years, that this iso ball one player against five shit does not win basketball games in the long run.
0: No. And hey, like you're going to get Luka MVP odds very high, but. I mean, he has a historic usage rate. We've only ever seen Houston Harden in this stratosphere. And Russell. Before, man. And Russ too. Yeah, and the, that Oklahoma City Fugazi MVP year. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like the rest of this roster just doesn't make any sense to me. It's not a good team. I mean, you got Dinwiddie, who I do, I still think is a better fit than whatever Christoph Porzingis was for this team. I agree. But... But, you know, he, he is what he is. I think he's still better as a microwave kind of player. And I know Bill Simmons talked about it a lot, so I want to give him credit because I, I'm not, I don't have the basketball, uh, you know, in, analysis intelligence to look at it this way. But you really do miss Jalen Brunson because he was one of the very few point guards who could play alongside Luka and really really be able to balance out what he does best. And there's he's just a hard player to play with, man
1: yeah don't sell yourself short. you do have the i q you see it there, and honestly, I think that this team doesn't have the assets to do a full on rebuild and, and get players that need to be put around Lucas, so I think what they do need is another unfortunately, I think you've got to double down and get another ball dominant guy, and you've got to play stagger their minutes
0: you know you, you you look at the rest of this roster right you got a reggie Bull like you got a Tim Hardaway jr Maxie Kleber, uh, obviously, uh, Bertons. There's not a lot of defense on this team no,
1: <laughs> at and
0: all, and
1: it's and literally Javelin a rocket.
0: Team. Yeah, and Christian Wood. Can we stop with Christian Wood? I don't care how talented he is and how how nice he can look. If look you know there's, a about on, there's, there's a reason why he's
1: been on. There's there's reason why he's been on like 16s in six years. That's all yeah, you have to say.
0: Yeah, nobody wants him. Nobody wants him.
1: No, because he's a pain in the ass, and and he doesn't play any defense, and he doesn't do anything but sometimes score the ball in garbage time. That's it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think it, it literally reminds me of the Rockets. No defense. Surround him with somewhat good shooting like they did Harden. But none of those guys yeah, even remember how to dribble a basketball. No. And it's really I, I to have... no fault of their own because they're not getting any touches.
0: The games that they do win late, is literally just because of Luca magic. There's nobody else that scares you around this team to do anything.
1: Not at all. And honestly, I don't really see how there's gonna be any way to fix this. This is not a short term fix.
0: No, they're going to be perpetually mediocre to average simply because you have Luca who will keep you relevant and good. A lot I don't even think I mean, I know it's worth some years removed, but I mean shit, man. We we really We really shit on Harden for those years. But that team was always like
1: a two or three season. Yeah, I just, to be honest, I think the, I think, I think this ISO Joe, whatever you want to call it, is just so far past the way this league has played with how spread out everything is and how far away from the basket these players are playing that I just don't even think that it works. Like, honestly, I think the Rockets right now would be right where the Mavericks are if you, if you put them in a time machine. I just think sure, the league yeah. is different. I, I there's agree too many – the league is too deep, and there's too many great defensive and athletic players to be doing this shit. The league was in a weaker spot when Houston was doing it.
0: And it wasn't even that long ago, but analytics have really ramped up uh, since then, particularly defensively. Like, again, you look at a team like Boston, like, there's not an aspect of the court and there's not a kind of player that they can go against that they aren't ready to be able to defend.
1: Maybe Giannis, but it's outside. But who can defend Giannis?
0: I'm I'm speaking more in terms of you're gonna let Giannis get his, but yeah, he's not going to put his stamp on the game and be the ball distributor and everything else the way that you know he. You're would absolutely want
1: to be. right. Yeah. All right, let's. The Mavericks can't be solved this year. They'll probably squeak into the playoffs, but nothing special. Warriors are starting. The Groundhogs are starting to see the spring light in the Warriors. <laughs> I like that. I like Thank that you. a
0: lot. I think you're already looking forward to spring, um, with where you're at right now. I, I'm it's desperate. But, Trust uh, me, I'm,
1: it's supposed to be 57, but rain up and down the coast on Saturday. I've literally, no jokes, been looking at flights out of out of Westchester on Friday night to get somewhere warm on Saturday to just fly back on Sunday. I don't just blame to play you, golf. Man.
0: Yeah, just get some fucking vitamin D like just yes it's that's not good for you up there. Um but no you're right about you're right about Golden State, right? They got off to a rocky start you those that draymond and pool incidents seem to carry over into the season draymond wasn't playing well clay was playing poorly but now you're starting to see them i mean what was it they they were winless on the road for like their first seven or eight road games now they're starting to win and they're starting to look more like golden state i think this is a team that is going to make a huge trade you talk about a hypothetical paul george this might be that team um Ooh. because here's the thing man like They have all those chips ready to go for a team that's ready to rebuild. James Wiseman at this time is not an NBA player, but I think he's not an NBA player because they can't afford to be patient with him, and he's not going to fit how smart and how seasoned this team is. And let's be honest, Moody and Kaminga have not been what they thought they were going to be, but also it's a really tough spot for those young guys. You're trying to acclimate them with this Warriors dynasty that's lasted damn near eight years, right? I mean, it's hard to ask young guys to just pick up. They're much better last year when they had an auto porter and somebody of that ilk that and, can um, step in and play Gary on the Payton. same level. And Gary Payton, who they miss, right? So, I mean, I still think this team's really good. I think they're going to get better as the season rolls be on. Fine. But they need I, – I do think that they need one more big piece because that depth that we like to talk about, it's not really that deep right now.
1: I agree with you, and I think it's a shame to waste – at one of the better Steph seasons. It's just one of those things where it's like you won your championship last year, which I don't think even the Warriors expected to win. And it's like, do you really want to mortgage all that talent when you have Draymond coming up on the books? You just paid Wiggins and Poole. Um, do you want to mortgage your future for this year? Uh, it really depends on if they think they're good enough.
0: I think they think they are. And I think that they just need – I mean, even if it's not one more star, because you still have Wiggins and Poole, but, like, you do need one more guy that is a, an established presence. Maybe you can fill out that roster with other guys like that. Like, can you get yep. this year's version of Otto Porter or Gary Payton Jr.?
1: And they need to figure out the Pool and Clay minutes, because Clay, he's starting to turn it around, but I feel like we said the same thing last year. But he's been kind of a sieve on defense, and Poole is just a turnstile, and you can't play those two together. And they're both not playing – I mean, Clay has his nights, but consistently they're both not playing the greatest offensive basketball either.
0: Poole also – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just
1: going to say, I mean, Draymond's starting to turn it around and become what he was last year in the playoffs. So it's it's really just the only guys you can rely on are Curry, Wiggins, who has kind of fallen back, but he's still been very good, and maybe Draymond.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I I do contemplate whether Poole is long for this Warriors team, because I don't think he fits the identity of what they want this team to be. Now, if they think their future is going to be very different very soon, okay, you want to keep a guy like that around. But if you're still holding out hope that you have another two or three years of this Clay and Curry team, you're... I don't think Pool fits because he just doesn't play a lick of defense, and I feel like he's better being the number one or two option on a slightly worse team than yeah. being the fourth or f- the third, fourth or fifth option on a really good championship level. Well, team. that's,
1: I mean, obviously it's a good problem to have because you just want a title, but that's one of the problems you have when you win a title is you just gave him the bag, right? So, I don't know. I mean, and 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 honestly, I just hate the guys that don't play defense because it's it's. Uh, Truly, I feel like it's, I'd say 80% or maybe even a little bit higher of intelligence and effort.
0: Well, especially in the NBA, these guys are all capable of it. Mm -hmm. You're not looking at college kids who who are running around with their, like, you know, chicken with their head cut off, having no idea what defensive schemes Mm -hmm. are or or matchups are like. They just
1: choose not to. It makes me laugh every time because it's like, you are such a skilled offensive player, where you can blow by anybody in the league, but you can't translate that speed and that t- quick twitchness to the other side of the floor. I think that's it reminds, effort. It starts with yeah, effort.
0: I, it reminds me sometimes of those like lefty hitters, like that. Now that is starting to go away now with baseball banning the shift, but those guys that would just refuse to hit the ball on the left side, like the, that they would not push button i know it's like
1: you're one single. of the it's like, you have some of the greatest hand-eye coordination on earth and you can't just flick your wrists out there every once in a blue right. moon just to keep them and honest.
0: That's, that's where the word is it's not can't they just don't they just choose not to I mean, oh yeah you know, and that's that's what's frustrating about it but yeah i think they'll be fine uh, minnesota is another team that we need to talk about real fast um Obviously, this experiment's not working. Cat got hurt. He's out four to six weeks, I believe, with a calf strain. It looked worse, so I'm glad that it's not as bad as initially thought. But, man, this team – I mean, oh, this team doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't love Anthony Edwards' – I don't love his, uh, I should say, lack of progression – Uh, He's obviously a very good player, but I don't love his attitude. I don't think he's the captain of this team or taking over this team. I mean, you miss some of those. You miss a guy like Pat Ben on that team, weirdly enough.
1: I agree with you. I think D'Angelo Russell should just be cut. Honestly, at this point, he's so bad. I mean, Edwards. I am disappointed in his first half of this season, given the amazing season he had last year. But also, let's keep in mind. He's 21, you know. He was oh, yeah. born in 2001. That's insanity. Um, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I will say, I, I, Sean, I am surprised because I didn't think this team was going to be any good in the playoffs, and I think they really mortgaged their future with Gobert, and I did think they were going to suck in a few years when he got a bit older, but I thought they were going to be a good off uh, a good regular season team just based off – the defense that Gobert was supposed to bring and just the fact that I thought that they were going to out hustle and out defend teams on a night to night basis. And this is, this is just bad.
0: I can't remember if you and I had them like one or two spots apart from each other. I think I had them sixth or fifth. And I said, because they're going to be a much better regular season team where they'll just accumulate wins Yep and then we'll worry about them come playoff time. But they're not even doing that. You're right about D'Angelo Russell. My God, does he suck. And he is the perfect example of can you just put him on a bad team and let him put up his numbers so people can think he's good, like the 2K people think he's good, because like, that's really all he's all he's worth. The only reason I mention Edwards is just because I know he's super young, and I'm not closing the book on him by any stretch, but when you when you have a playoff series like he did last year, you know, you're kind of waiting for the, him to take that next week because I don't think he's an Andrew Wiggins. I don't think he's a guy that needs that perfect next stop in his basketball life. I think he could do it with the team he's on now, but I don't think I don't see him taking that step next. And also, it's just so clunky watching Gobert and and uh, and Cat before he got hurt play together. It's just it's not working.
1: No, we'll see what happens now. Cat's going to miss, like I think, a month or something, so we're going to see what happens. I actually just pulled out my notebook. I got my NBA NBA preseason here. I mean, I had the Heat as the 7 seed, which I honestly think that's where they're going to finish, right around there. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that's glaring to me. I had the Sixers at 5, which is right where they are. Raptors at 6. That was pretty good. I had the Nets at 3. I think the Nets are going to make their way up. Uh, The only glaring thing I had was the Suns at 5 and the Warriors at 1. I'm trying to think. Anything else? Oh, and I had the Lakers making the playoffs, which I'm assuming is the next team that we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah, we got to talk Lakers. And Uh, I had the Pelicans
1: at 8. If anybody wants to tweet us and call me out on that, I'm trying to hold myself accountable here. But if I'm not doing a good enough job, go ahead and tweet us. At Sorry Sports and tell me I'm a fucking idiot. The Lakers, honestly, they need to trade Anthony Davis today while he's still playing well. This team is – why wouldn't you? This team is fucking trash. Um, I don't think he's going to be here in a few years, and LeBron's not going to be here in a few years. So just trade him and get what you can for him.
0: I don't disagree at all. Um, You know, this is time to strike while the iron's hot with them. Exactly. Uh, This is a good, really good stretch of basketball. Anthony Davis is playing right now. Trade
1: him back to the Pelicans.
0: I know. I think that's – I mean, honestly, I I know you – Really, really hate this thought, but honestly, he's a perfect Nick Drake uh, candidate.
1: He is, he is. He is, and you know that I'll love the nights he's still where he's
0: young enough. And I know. He's not but, 34.
1: I know, and you know I'll love the nights where he's playing well, but I, I will say it throughout the whole thing deep down. He's not, and, and you talked me into this yourself, he's not. Yes the centerpiece to a winning team he's only 29 i know but he's not he's not going to be the best player on a championship team and if the lakers are going to expect a championship player and a best a uh, best player on a championship team piece i it would just kill me for the knicks to do that because it's just like i i don't want to see what how many different outfits anthony davis can put together on the bench can i not just
0: playing. can i just finish a thought that you didn't quite get to i was waiting for you to get to it He's What's not going to have to be the best player on the championship team because if you get Anthony Davis, you immediately attract the next kind of player that would be the best player on a championship
1: team. Well, I I hope you're right about that, my friend, because I don't know. I mean the Knicks need to do something, but that just seems like such a nixie move. It, it does, seems but like I'm not even It seems like much more of a Nixie move than even the Mitchell thing, because at least Mitchell uh, has been much more healthy and doesn't have as many injury red flags as davis and he's way younger
0: i'm not even saying that they should do it i'm not even being an advocate for pounding the table and saying fucking do it now but i'm just saying that's a team that makes a lot of sense because the lakers their window's over they won their championship and I don't care if it's the bubble or not. They won a championship. They 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 traded everything in the world to get Anthony Davis, and they it, it, they reap the benefits of it. But now it is a shitstorm situation there. I think they trade LeBron in the summer. Remember, everybody, they can't trade him this year because of the new contract. And if he really wants to stay in LA, you're going to have to convince him and tell him we have to trade AD. You, that we are not going to be able to win with AD. And Because you have to retool some assets. They have nothing. And even Westbrook we're talking about, just to get anybody for Westbrook, you have to trade your at least one of the 2027 yep. or 2029 unprotected firsts. So they're already going to have to give up a huge asset of their future just to get rid of Russ. Yeah. So if you're trading anybody, AD, while healthy and dominating, is the time to do that. Because there are teams right now, you mentioned New Orleans, I mean, there are teams right now that are locked and loaded, including your Knicks, with plenty that the Lakers could say, okay, we're not going to be a championship team this year, but it's like, shit, if we get Julius Randle, you know, Emmanuel Quickly, Quentin Grimes, and two firsts, like, hey, that's a lot more fun than watching fucking Austin Reeves run around every night. Let me tell you something.
1: Here's here's something crazy, but we talk about all these teams – You know, you just said it, and I know you don't believe it, but talk about all these teams that could be the Russ team to basically take Russ on and buy him out or have him as a salary cap holder, essentially. Maybe the Lakers are the team that are the Russ salary cap holder team, and they just trade LeBron and AD. They go to LeBron. Yes, they go to LeBron, and they say, listen, clearly we got the championship. This didn't work out. You only have to live in whatever city for so many months and then you can move on. We want to trade you. You know, pick a team and, and we'll make a deal work out. And then they can reamass some of those picks that they gave up in the AD trade and the LeBron trade and completely rebuild. Oh, they they're still the Lakers. Football. Oh, no, you know what? I, but they're going to reamass some of the picks that they got for the sure. AD trade they're not cuz they're not going to get as much back as they gave for AD. Let's face those facts. But no. maybe you can get 80% of that if you trade AD and LeBron and then you just do a full on rebuild because you're the LA Lakers and you're still going to be relevant. Because I like they that. are they are completely hamstrung. There's really talk about I mean I you said a bunch of nice things for the for the Anthony Davis Knicks trade. Does that even make them a a, a play-in team? Barely.
0: Does that make the Knicks a playing team?
1: I mean, yeah, I think it does make the Knicks a playing team, but I'm looking at this from a Lakers perspective. Oh,
0: Lakers! No, it doesn't. But that's not that's not really what it's about, though. What it's about is getting those Knicks draft picks, which is.
1: But uh, I agree. But my whole thing is like, let's even if they get those draft picks, and that's good for the Lakers. You have to think about at the end of the day who's running this franchise, and that's LeBron James, and like he's not just going to give up it. he's not going to allow that to happen unless the lakers really sack up here which i don't see that happening and there's
0: i think he's under i think he understands what the cards that they are dealt though i, I
1: think, think he, he does think but i think he's going to put his legacy above all else and realize that julius Randle, quinton grime's those picks don't matter i mean you know lebron doesn't care about picks or playing with young players for that for that matter and he's going to say i've only got so many years left in the league um, we can't trade AD either. Either and the Lakers should go back to him and say, "Why don't we trade you as well? Why don't we but blow this say, whole thing up?"
0: I'm gonna say though, just again to finish a thought that you, I, I wasn't sure if you were gonna keep going with. It's not necessarily about what those picks are in the future. You get those picks, yeah. yeah I and guess it's what they they can get, trades. yeah. Yeah. So if you because we don't, let's it, just play out this hypothetical. Let's say that Knicks trade Julius Randle, Emmanuel quickly, Quentin Grimes two or three firsts to the Los Angeles Lakers for Anthony Davis. And maybe, you know, the, the Lakers say, great. Okay. We're going to be, you know, pretty much the same way we were last year. And then you find a team to, to take on, to take on Russ, or you just buy Russ out. Say, we don't want to watch this anymore. In the summer, you tell LeBron, listen, we want to, we, we, we're going to let you decide if you want to be here or not. If you want to be here or not, if you want to be here, we're going to use these picks and we're going to trade them. Because I think across the league, because of Anthony Davis's, you know, ability to be unavailable <laughs> and also what is the Knicks situation, those picks might become immediately very attractive for another team. Mm-hmm. And then you can immediately rebuild on the fly and maybe go out and get another really good player. It's just something to think about. There's a lot of moving pieces in these hypotheticals, yeah. but I think the Lakers have to keep all options open. And I think LeBron, even though he might not like it, Hey, man, you fucking chose this and you chose to sign a two year deal worth 50 million a year, which is really putting them in cap stress, too. So I think that even though he might not like the situation, he, he's he's going to have to realize that he's smart enough to, to realize what's going on.
1: I think LeBron's best bet, and I don't disagree with anything you said, is to realize that. Even if they do get a second, let's say, superstar, he's not at that point in his career where that's going to be enough. And I think that LeBron needs to realize that, hey, the only way I'm going to win another title is if I go to a team that just needs me to be the third best player on this team, and I need to go there. And I think that would be the win-win for LeBron James's legacy and LeBron and the Lakers.
0: I agree a thousand percent. Um, Will it happen?
1: Probably not.
0: I don't think so, but there are so many sliding doors with what this Lakers situation could turn into for not only the rest of the season, but also next summer and where we're at next year at this time.
1: Oh yeah. or They could do absolutely nothing, which
0: also wouldn't shock me. Okay. <laughs> uh That was a lot of good NBA stuff right there, man. We needed to do that. Um, It was a great way to lead the pod. But we are still in football season, Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of different aspects of college football to talk about, Tom. Probably for the last time this year, because obviously the rest of the pod, the rest of college football will just be reviewing the playoff. But let's recap week 13. It was rivalry week across college football. And we'll start with the top-ranked team, Georgia. They knocked off Georgia Tech in a game that wasn't close. But then we get to the game of all games
2: that,
0: for the second year in a row, turned out to be dominated by the boys from Ann Arbor, this time in the horseshoe. Michigan takes it to Ohio State, 45-23, in a game that resembled last year's a lot. Remember, that game in Ann Arbor was very close, and then Michigan pulled away, and Ohio State couldn't really muster much offense. I got to give McCarthy a lot of credit uh, he played an unbelievable game, and Michigan. I mean, they asserted their dominance, man. Really, they they finished the game twenty-seven to three.
1: Yep, no, they they took over in the second half, and they just they punched Ohio State in the mouth, and they couldn't get back up. Um, I just I think this this Ohio State team is over the last two years has been all flash and no grit, um, and Michigan really gave it to them. Their their running attack was. They finally knocked down the wall. Um, this game. In my opinion, it was one of the games of the year, just given the circumstances. I, I would put Tennessee-Alabama ahead of that. I might even put Alabama-LSU ahead of that. Um, but this was an incredible defeat, and I was really rooting for Michigan and Harbaugh. I think he's a lunatic, but I'm just tired of hearing the fucking bullshit Ohio State talk. They played a cupcake fucking schedule, and there's no way that they should get into the playoff.
0: Absolutely not, and we'll talk about that. Oh,
1: I got you know my I mean? rankings, baby. I got my rankings. I
0: know you do. Uh, we're going to have a discussion about these rankings. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. I know this is part of why you and I don't do pre-show conversations outside of really just what the notes are going to be, because we don't want to give any anything away from the pot. No. Um, TCU just ran over Iowa State in a game that was such a... just. I love when teams do this, dude. I love when these top-ranked teams don't fuck around. Don't even let Iowa State think they have a chance. And TCU's ranked three, and they're playing in the Big 12 championship game on Saturday.
1: Yes, they are, and that's uh, – who do they play?
0: They're playing Kansas State.
1: That's going to be a good game because K-State's pretty uh, pretty highly ranked as well. Um, that might be one of the only decent championship games we have running. Um USC beats Notre Dame, another ranked team, 38-27. Heisman. Yeah. You know how I feel about my boy Caleb and my Trojans.
0: Your Trojans. Well, listen, Caleb Caleb just, he he took the Heisman on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Notre Dame, for all that, you know, we laugh about them and whatever, Mark Freeman did a really good job, I thought, in his first year there. And their defense generally travels everywhere, but they were no match for this Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams led team. And, and Addison is one hell of a player who's going to look really good on Sundays.
1: Oh, yeah. Next one up, the Iron Bowl, Alabama kills Auburn 49-27, to um, keeping their very, very slim hopes alive. A lot of fingers crossed in order to get into the college football playoff. Um, good win by Alabama.
0: Always great to win the Iron Bowl. and and humiliate auburn that yep. was a really fun win and and bryce was great and yeah we'll talk about alabama later when we do our ranking so I don't, i'm not gonna waste my time on it now tennessee killed vanderbilt we don't have anything to say about them they're out and hookers out but they they still rolled penn state they stay at eight they beat michigan state up pretty good washington beat washington state they're at nine and tom the fighting south carolina gamecocks they knock off Clemson 31-30 in a great game. They finished beating two top-ten teams. That's the first time that's been done in a very long time. And this was a really fun game, and fuck Clemson. That's all I'm going to say.
1: Yeah, fuck Clemson. They've been fugazi all year, right?
0: That's, that's what we've been saying, right? They're, the ACC is not all that impressive. But what was impressive was Texas A&M at home after a terrible year where they're not even bowl eligible for the first time in God knows how long. And Jimbo Fisher and a take it to LSU, thirty-eight twenty-three, knocking LSU down to eleven. And this was just a super shocking, impressive performance, reminding me a lot of what South Carolina did to Tennessee the week before.
1: Yeah, kind of um, making it a little bit easier on the on the playoff on the playoff uh, picture there.
0: For sure, and it was one of the scenarios that you know, obviously me. With with hoping for Bama, this needed to happen. So mm-hmm. it was it was great to see.
1: Yes, uh, Utah beats Colorado sixty three to twenty one. Utah's great great season, but they're a three loss team. Um, I think the best that they can do is just upset USC in the uh, Pac twelve title game.
0: That's their hope. Yeah, remember they played them very very tight earlier this that's year. That's
1: basically their national championship game. K State beats Kansas. Forty-seven to twenty-seven again, kind of the same thing for them with TCU. Um, that's their that's their play, that's their college football playoff right there.
0: I texted Will. I said before the game, I said a lot of people down here in Austin are wearing Jayhawks hats today because <laughs> if Kansas State lost, Texas would be playing in the Big Twelve Championship. Wow, it did, did not happen.
1: No, it did <laughs> pretty decidedly. Florida State beats Florida in the battle of the. What do we want to call this? What Orange. do they call it?
0: Ah, uh, I don't. I don't know what they call it. To be honest with you, but uh,
1: I was going to say hey, something witty about Florida, but insert your witty joke about s- stupid the people in Florida. Battle of the Florida Man. <laughs> yeah, Battle of the Florida but, Man. There you go. It's perfect.
0: Uh, um, but hey, I mean, I have to say this game has no playoff implications whatsoever. But Florida dominated Florida State for so long. Yeah. So long, and Anthony Richardson. I cannot wait to get Frenchie on to ask him what he thinks of him because he's such an electric player, but they never win.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, I don't know what he is, but Florida State's back on the map, baby. They're, they're 14th ranked right now. They're going to get a nice bowl game, and I think the things are trending in the right direction there in Tallahassee.
1: Yeah, they got that. that didn't they just recently hire somebody too?
0: I can't remember his name, but, yeah, they, they, they moved on, obviously, from, uh, from Cristobal, and they're – they they seem to have the guy. I wish I could remember his name right now, but Christopher I mean, was at
1: Miami, th- right?
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, this team's a, this team looked like they were a complete dumpster fire when Jimbo left, and yep. didn't take them too long. And they're recruiting well again too in that state, which obviously between Miami was Florida, at Florida, Florida
1: State. I thought he was at Oregon.
0: I think he spent a a, a stint, a stint, at, stint? <laughs> at Florida State. A stint <laughs> at Florida State. Cup of uh, coffee, as they say. Yeah. Oregon State beat Oregon in a fucking fun game. Oregon, you blew it. You had a chance to mm-hmm. be in the Pac-12 championship game. Let me ask you a question, Tom, whether it's pro or college football. How in God's name do you give up a 31-10 to lead in the third quarter to a team that only throws the ball in the second half six times?
1: Because you shut it down and you play prevent defense and you let them average, what, like 12 yards a carry?
0: <laughs> it's all, it, I mean, it's, it's crazy. This game was crazy fun to watch. I really enjoyed.
1: I mean, it. it's tough when you're up that much and you're playing prevent defense and just protecting against the deep ball to make a tackle when you're when you're running at a guy that has ten yards to make a move on you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Florida just a just a choke job. They call that the, that game the Civil War. By the way, just letting you
1: know. I feel like they call every game that. Um, <laughs> they're still fighting it down there in Florida. Pieces of shit. Oregon sorry. we're talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said Florida. Well, no, they call they, they call, call every game, game the, Civil the Civil War, don't they? Yeah. Well, you let's, got the
0: Apple Cup. Let's come up got, with a better name. Yeah. I feel like that's also, like, uh, what what significance does that term have between Eugene and
2: Corvallis?
1: I would say that Oregon State, they're a Nike school. They need to become an Adidas school, and then we could call it the Battle of the Brands, but...
0: Ah, I like that. See, this is this is why we need you talking college football. That was
1: brilliant. <laughs> yes. All
0: right, Tom, what do we want to do here? Do we want to preview the conference championships first, or do we want to go Let's talk conference
1: championships first. I mean, some of them are relevant. Some of them are not.
0: Sure. So one that definitely is is the Pac-12, is 12 Utah versus USC. USC is a three-point favorite. This game was very, very close when they played each other early in the season. I mean, here we go, Tom. If you all, all your boy, Caleb, and all your team, USC, needs to do is win, and they're in.
1: They're going to win this game by a touchdown.
0: I think you're right. The way that the offense is humming, mm-hmm. uh, I just don't, I can't see a team. Uh, you, and Utah's very, very good. But I just can't see them stopping them for four quarters.
1: Yeah, and listen, if Lincoln keeps this up, I might have to adopt him as a sports father.
0: I think we're trending in that direction. <laughs> uh, Cashman's out. Was McVay, okay, exactly. McVay's
1: bumped too, let me tell you.
0: Uh, I mean, at least McVay got a championship. Yeah, and it's not really his game. fault. No. Stevens,
1: uh, Stevens has to be bumped.
0: Does he?
1: Brad Stevens?
0: Look at what he's done for that Celtics team. Sure. By stepping away.
1: I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's, listen, sacrifice is there's part room of being
0: for plenty of your sports fathers. Sacri- I think
1: you Sacrifice is part of being a sports of uh, part of being a father, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, that's exactly right. I mean, you're a cat father. You know, it's, yeah. it's tough. Well, Michaela's
1: um, home now, so Soy Soy's entertained.
0: Yeah, That's good. Um, we missed the guest appearance from Soy. Uh, Big Twelve championship game. Another game that matters this weekend. Kansas State ranked 13, playing TCU ranked three. Same deal with TCU. Here it is, a two boys. And a half point favorite. Winning, they're in.
1: Right in front of you. I think this game's going to come down to the wire. K State is a really good defensive team, and they're fast.
0: They're fucking fast, you know. I've been so impressed with TCU, but they have had some games where they could have lost. The Texas game comes to mind. The Baylor game comes to mind. They smoked Iowa State. They're not. State.
1: They're not good. They're not good at coming back from behind. I just don't trust their quarterback. And, and although and, they
0: did against Baylor, man, they were down twenty-eight ten.
1: That's that's true. But I think this K State is a much better team than Baylor. And I think if they have to put the game on their quarterback shoulders, I, I just don't trust it. They're a running team first.
0: Definitely, definitely true. By the way, I know you love college football on neutral sites, so Pac-12 championship game is going to be in Vegas. Big 12 championship games at Jerry World. Just figured I'd throw that out there. No, listen,
1: I respect the championship games being at neutral sites a little bit more than these stupid, like, whatever you want to call it, games, basically just money grabs. I still do think that the the higher-ranked team should – have to should be able to get the home game but then again like let's say that Alabama and LSU didn't do they always play each other before the championship game every year
0: Alabama and LSU play each other every year but that's always that flips between home and but home let's say
1: year. let's say that there was two undefeated teams and they don't play each other right mm-hmm. I think that the neutral side is fair because it's like who is better you know right. So I I understand the neutral site idea in this situation.
0: You also have it in college basketball, obviously those are yep. tournaments, but you know, those are all done, you know, with neutral yeah, and sites. And if you're doing uh, it,
1: and it's all it's one game. So let's, you know, in pro sports you have a series. So each team is going to have an opportunity to play a home game outside of the NFL. So, you know, th- that's where the advantage is kaputz. We that's I, I I don't mind it here. That's all I'm saying.
0: All right, good. I was wondering what, you, what your thought process would be. Uh, SEC championship game, technically this still matters, but I don't know how much because even if LSU wins, they're not getting in because uh, they have three losses. And no matter how impressive it would be to knock off the number one team in the country, you can't put a three-loss a, a three team in the college. I don't like Georgia, playoffs. so I'm
1: rooting for it for your sake.
0: Uh, Georgia? I mean, Georgia's in anyway. They could lose. It doesn't matter. That's they're a good in. point. They're in. 17 and a half point favorite. Do you like that? You take? Would you take Georgia with that, with that spread?
1: No, I would not. Okay. Uh, I Listen, I know LSU, they're coming off a loss, right?
0: Yeah, bad loss. Uh,
1: I, I, I don't know. I just, Kelly, I, I think he can get the boys up for this one.
0: I mean, they have nothing to lose at this point, right? Yeah, you can say, let's finish our, let's shock the world. And
1: know, they have impressive wins.
0: Oh, my God. Well, I mean, they beat Bama. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's an impressive win. Uh, they have some other ones on their ledger, too. Um, ACC championship game in a game we don't care about. North Carolina plays Clemson, and then in the Big Ten, in a game that, you know, honestly, do not even watch this game because Purdue won the West.
1: What's the so spread? They get
0: Michigan 16 only. Hmm. But that's because have. Michigan doesn't usually put up a lot of points.
1: I think I'm going to hammer Michigan in this one.
0: I think you should. Okay, so those are our conference championships. Uh, We'll see what happens. And now, Tom, let's get into these rankings before we talk about the coaching carousel and the latest college football playoff news. So um, I'm going to give the rankings that came out, and then I want to hear yours. So in order, one through six, because that's what matters the most, the top four in right now prior to championship weekend. Georgia at one, Michigan at two, TCU at three, USC at four, and then Ohio State at five and Alabama six, which might cause some controversy. But now... Let's get the Tom Buccino official college football playoff rankings.
1: All right, I have Georgia at one just by default. I don't think they have – I mean, their best win this year is probably – Looking it over. They
0: murdered Tennessee when Tennessee was one. Yes,
1: Tennessee and then, I mean, South Carolina looks pretty damn good. And they obviously straight up beat the shit in the first week of the season against Oregon. So
0: And killed Florida, too, which is always impressive.
1: Yes, they always, they deserve to be number one. Number two, Michigan. I, I, I Listen, the Big Ten was re- – I mean, you just said who won the Big Ten on the other side. Not very good this year, but – um, that was just an incredibly impressive win against Ohio State. It's tough to rank them that after one game, but they deserve it. TC I'm I'm good with the four here. Um I think I would flip flop TCU and USC. Why is that? I just not think, that I disagree. I just want to hear what you think. I just think that USC has more impressive wins. I think the Pac twelve this year and who USC has played has been more impressive than the Big Twelve.
0: It's funny because both conferences were a lot better than we initially thought they would be. Even but so overall, even, I agree.
1: Even though USC does is a one loss team. My next team, and this is where it gets a little more controversial, is Alabama by a mile. I don't care that they have one more loss than Ohio State. Ohio State got their little penises pushed in on their <laughs> home field. On, on Saturday, Alabama, I mean, I don't know the scores off the top of my head, but what was the combined loss for them? They lost four. in like under a minute by four points to Tennessee, who was the number one team in the country, or, or went on to be the number one team in the country at the time, and and to LSU, who is the top-ranked team in the country as well. Alabama absolutely deserves to be number five um, because I, I just think that, and they have impressive wins on their resume. The SEC is just so much better than the garbage that the Big Ten put out this year. And they have the Texas win as well.
0: I am so happy that you said this. I was really wondering which direction you were going to go, and I, I, I was caught between two thoughts. One was, Tom is a college football guy, and he <laughs> he's become that anyway, and he, he knows what the right decision is. But then he also makes fun of me for being a fraud and he might want to do this just to troll me. But no, you made the right. You're 100% right. Um you know, the the the, the narrative around the Alabama situation is honestly laughable to me. It, it is actually hysterical because they lost in double overtime on the road at LSU at night, which is even when LSU's down, a very hard place to play. Nobody wins down there at that in circumstances like that. And again, it's double overtime on a two-point conversion Right. And then, yeah, they lost 50 to 49 Mm -hmm. against Tennessee. Now, I will say this about Alabama. The defense has not been as good as they've been in the past, even though Will Anderson is an absolute stud. They they don't create as many turnovers as they have in the past. They don't stop the run as well as they have in the past. But Bryce Young's a fucking superstar. They don't have the wide receivers that they've had in the past or even the running game. But they're still a fucking really good team. They're a two-loss team that easily could be undefeated. And I guess if you want to even it out, you could say they could be a two-loss team if you want to give Texas, say that you know they, they barely beat Texas. But they did beat Texas. In Texas. In and
1: Texas is a, is a top 25 team.
0: Exactly. So Ohio State, I couldn't agree with you more. The Big Ten's a fucking joke outside of you know, Michigan, who they had a chance to beat at and I, home. You
1: heard what I it. said.
0: I heard what you said. It's It was an absolute travesty. And, you know, you could maybe convince me if that game was close that, yeah, one lost Ohio State team should be ranked ahead of Alabama. This is bullshit. And I think it's all setting itself up for if anything does go haywire this weekend, man, if even one of TCU or USC loses, forget about both, Alabama's eventually going to just going to leave Ohio State because I think I hope so for your sake oh for sure I would be I would be fucking pissed I've already resigned myself to the fact they're not making the the playoffs this year but I would be fucking livid if somebody put Ohio State in ahead of them I would be livid
1: I agree with you now my number six team Sean I'm not done yet my number six team ahead of Ohio State is Tennessee I understand that they're a two loss team but I'm not counting this South Carolina loss because they lost their quarterback right Mm-hmm. And I know they got beat pretty bad by Georgia, but I mean, that Alabama win and that Kentucky win and that LSU win and that Florida win alone puts them ahead of Ohio State for me.
0: Uh, uh, mm, they're tough. And I, also, I will be honest, I am factoring in the fact that Hooker's out.
1: You have uh, to. That's the reason why the I'm putting team. them there. They're a
0: tough one to evaluate because they Ohio State them.
1: played nobody this year. I mean, they had to win that game.
0: You're right. No, you're 100% right. Tennessee dismantled LSU. Mm-hmm.
1: but
0: And that South Carolina loss, I mean, let me ask you. I mean, I know we shit on Clemson in the ACC, but Clemson's ranked 10th. I mean, US, I mean South Carolina beat Clemson in Clemson. Is that loss now in South Carolina as bad as it was?
1: No, I mean, the season? score is bad. But no, that that
0: Again, because Hooker was got hurt.
1: I agree with you. I mean, their defense was pretty bad in that game, too. And and Spencer Rattler's playing like a fucking guy possessed at this point. But I don't think again, I I agree with you. I don't think that loss is that bad. And by the way, I'm also not done with my ranking ahead of Ohio State.
0: Uh, Oh, my God. Okay, keep going.
1: I got Utah ahead of them, too.
0: Hey, listen, makes the case.
1: Uh, let's let's talk about their schedule. Close game against a team that's damn near in the college football playoff, forty three to forty two. We'd be talking about Utah in the college football playoff had they won that game, right? Mm-hmm. I know they lost to UCLA. That's a top that's a top twenty team. Another team in the top twenty. They beat the shit out of Oregon State. Yep. And they lost that close game at the beginning of the season in Florida that they probably should have won.
0: Yeah, and at the they time did. we didn't think it was bad.
1: Yep. No, I I put Utah ahead of them too. Just and also Utah having the balls to fucking have a real big fucking power five conference schedule, unlike these pussies at Ohio State. <laughs> and then I have well, Ohio State in it. What did I have? Eight. Eight because I can't put I can't put Penn State in front of them. They played basically the same schedule on their worst team and I think they, they lost to Ohio State. State. I can't yeah. have Washington ahead of them because Washington lost too many games. Clemson we talked about how much of a joke they were. LSU's gotten the shit beaten out of them too much. I looked at the K-State schedule, they're not there. Florida State's come around towards the end. So, yeah, I got Ohio State at 8.
0: You might be the only person in America that does, but I fucking love it. I absolutely love it. You know how much I despise the Big Ten. It's and a hate you know how pick much for I despise me. Ohio State.
1: But I think I made, like, you're not going to laugh me off the set if I'm on TV with that. Like, I, I think I made an okay case for it.
0: You're not doing it to be a contrarian you're doing it based off of what you've watched and what we've talked about all year and you make you make salient points with all of them like again that utah loss in florida didn't age well because florida didn't have a good year but florida plays in the sec and they play a good team basically every week and it was in florida at the beginning of the year when yes when anthony richardson was getting heisman talk so yep you know it's, it, yeah, it's tough, and they took USC to the wire, and no one's going to laugh at you if, if if Utah wins this week, and yep. Tennessee for a while was ranked one or two, so yeah, I, I don't think. And I'm crazy
1: eliminating South. It's a great win by South Carolina, you know. Maybe they've got something cooking there, but I'm eliminating that loss last week, and I'm looking at Ohio State's schedule. I mean, Sean, tell me, tell me their best win. I mean, I guess you could say Penn State and Notre Dame. Uh, maybe I will have to bump them up thinking oh, about Notre Dame. I, <laughs> Notre Dame, it was twenty-one ten. That game, Notre Dame was in it in the second half. I mean... Notre Dame outs- was winning
0: at halftime.
1: Yes, I remember. And outside of that, I mean, okay, Arkansas State, you beat them. Toledo, you beat them. Wisconsin, very much a down year for them. You beat them. Michigan State, down year for them. Rutgers, I mean... Shout out to Michaela's future alumni when she gets her doctorate. But outside of that, I mean, nobody gives a fuck. They're they're the joke of the only reason why they're even in the Big Ten is because they're a giant school. Iowa, fucking joke. I mean, North Northwestern might be yeah. their best win.
0: Which is hilarious because Northwestern was dog shit this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, a Penn State is their best win. But outside of that, I don't really give a fuck because I don't really respect Notre Dame too, too much.
0: No, Notre Dame, I think, was good for what the expectation should have been losing Brian Kelly and bringing in Marcus Freeman and trying to set the tone for what that next, what the program's going to look like with, with this next regime. But, yeah, and Tom, let's, let's not completely absolve Michigan. They deserve to be hyped where they are completely because Agreed. they did beat Ohio State on the road in a convincing fashion by putting up 42 points. But the, the week before... They they won on a they needed a last second field goal to beat Illinois.
1: I'll tell you what, Sean, I I wouldn't be opposed if you told me that you wanted to put TCU ahead of Michigan. I really wouldn't. I mean,
0: TCU has had some close ones too. They but have. When they're explosive, and, but they they're are. Playing, explosive. I
1: I think they're playing better teams this year.
0: I look at it this way: whenever I look at the college football playoff right now. I want to take the four best teams based off of who I could envision beating anybody on any day, not matchups wise. Right. That's why I hated when Notre Dame was getting in all those years. And even when Michigan or not Michigan, when Cincinnati got in last year, everybody's like, Oh, you got to give a team from the AAC a shot. Do I, because they're not going to beat Alabama on most days. They're not going to beat LSU. They're, you know, the best version of LSU. They're not going to beat Georgia. Like, if you look at just the six teams, right? Like, let's cut it down to the six. You, you can tell me Georgia would probably beat anybody any day. I would agree. I'm not a thousand percent sure about Michigan. I'm not a thousand percent sure about TCU. I have more conviction in your USC Trojans simply because I think they could score seventy points if they wanted to.
1: Yeah. No, they they're and they're starting to roll too. I mean. You know, when when did they they haven't lost in when did they lose? I'm trying to look right now. Was
0: a week like 2 or 3?
1: Trying to look right now. Google doesn't make it easy on me here. Who did they lose to?
0: They're 11 and 1. They lost to
1: They're 11-1, yet all I see is wins. Oh, Utah. They lost to Utah by a point back in October.
0: And they still put up 42.
1: 42.
0: Yep. Yeah, 43-42 loss.
1: Um, On the road. Right.
0: Right. Well, that's why so many people think Utah has a shot this week, and that's the thing. Like Utah has acquitted themselves. I mean, teams are so different. I mean, and I'm going to say this every time, I, and this is this is homerish, fine, but whatever. Tom, <laughs> would you be surprised if Bryce Young and Alabama beat anybody in the top four?
1: Absolutely not. The only team I think they'd really have a hard time beating is Georgia. That's it. Me too. Me too. Because, because I you're, think. They're kind of- I think Georgia's going to win it again, man. I think you're going to look up at it and let's say it let's say the chips fall as they may and US, USC I think USC Georgia is going to be a tougher game than whoever Georgia plays in the championship game. If it laid out how it was, I could see USC Georgia Georgia beating USC by 10 late, but then I could see Georgia blowing the doors off TCU or Michigan.
0: I could too. Well, they killed Michigan last year. Now, granted, Michigan had a different had a different quarterback, but absolutely. I mean, this Man, I mean, listen, Michigan I think has what I what I was impressed about with Michigan and Ohio State was I didn't think that they could score. They win a lot of blowout games, but they're usually like twenty eight to ten, twenty eight to seven. You know, like they just they kill teams and teams can't score on them. They really won that game because of their offense without their number one running back, mind you, which was pretty yeah. amazing. So that surprised me. I don't know if they could do that against an SEC team like Georgia, though. I just don't. No. And I'd love to see it because they really got embarrassed by Georgia last year. I'd love to see it again because they at least have the athletes, unlike some of these other schools that could contend with Georgia. But I need to be convinced that a team like Georgia or a team like Alabama who play in by far the best conference against by far the best competition week in and week out, could could just march in and, and 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 play with them for four quarters.
1: No, I completely. But by the way, agree. I'm
0: saying this just completely objectively. I don't believe that Alabama deserves to be in. I I, I suck. I, I, it does suck that they're that they're not going to be like in all likelihood because of two losses by a total margin of four. But they're not as good of a team as they've been in the past. Anybody that watches Alabama knows this is not the same version of Alabama. And even in a down year, they're you know fighting. They're in contention
1: absolutely agree with you that was a fun college football talk um we're not done yet
0: no we got some um, speaking of college football playoffs it was announced yesterday thanks to the rose bowl committee that they're gonna expand this fu- fucking thing to 12 teams beginning in the 2024 season so next year will be the last year of the 14 playoff and tom um, i'm just I-, I fucking hate it i, I hate it too hate i
1: think it. It. it's way too much I mean cuz uh, again I guess I'll I'll I X out of it but I'm going to pull up I'm going to pull up the college football rankings right now. I mean like Clemson getting in and saying they have a chance to win like uh, any uh, Washington getting in and and saying they have a chance to win like it just it doesn't feel good to me.
0: I was originally
1: and no matter what it's, I'm uh-huh. sorry to interrupt you here. No matter what, no, no, it's sorry. just like the NCAA tournament where, what, do we have 64 teams now? Like, I'm looking at this right now, and K-State is ranked 13th, and it's like I'm making an argument for them to get in ahead of Clemson. It's like no matter how many teams you have, Oregon State and is going to be, like some of these teams are going to feel like they belong in.
0: There's a couple reasons I hate this. I will admit I was originally apprehensive about the college football playoff moving away from the BCS. And I know the BCS was not a perfect formula. It was algorithmic in terms of the formula that computers used to pick the two best teams. I think everybody's brains broke when in the last, in 2011 when Alabama and LSU got picked uh, instead of a Florida state team or an Ohio state team, I couldn't remember what it was, but, um, you know, they were those are the two best teams. I was like, oh, it's an SEC thing. Like, so basically, as long as you're in the SEC and really good, th- those teams will always get in. So I understood the move to a college football playoff committee.
1: Twelve teams.
0: Well, you and I debate have debated this on the pod since our since its infancy. I mean, this is our now fourth year, fifth year doing a podcast during college football season. Tom, part of why I love this sport is every week matters. You know, you ask why does it matter if you're just going to get Alabama, Clemson? Kind of like it's funny, right? When we started the pod, it was like Alabama, Clemson slash Golden State, Cleveland. Like, don't even bother playing those regular seasons; just get to those games. But the regular season really fucking matters in college football, right? Like, you you have you, Ohio State couldn't afford a letup. We're talking about an Alabama team that lost to, to lost two games by a total margin of four points, and they're not going to be in the playoffs. And you know what? They don't deserve to be. They lost twice. Whether it was to better competition, or they let themselves down, or there's there's something there's a there's a hook on you every single week, and you if you're one of the best teams. You have to prove it over the course of a three month season, and I fucking love that. I do. There is no reason for the regular season now. There's literally none. Just I gotta lose three times. Who fucking cares? <laughs> and here's the last point I'll make, and I'll let you make yours. I don't mean to rant and talk over no. you, but like we're gonna get the same fucking result at the end. Whether you want four teams or eight teams or 12 teams or 16 teams, the top two teams are going to play each other. Georgia just has to play more games now, but they're going to end up playing in the national championship game. You know why? Because they're fucking better than all of these other teams. It's just how it is. It's not going to change. Nothing that we want is going to change. In college basketball, it can happen because you're playing – you know these really great young these like great duke teams are playing you know upset teams that are starting four seniors and they've they've been cohesive and they're kind of on this magical run it doesn't happen in college football the best athletes and the best teams and the best programs with the best coaches win and that's just how it's going to be it's not going to change and now you've just diminished what i think is one of the best regular seasons in sports rant over all you
1: i i you i've i've argued with you that i wanted to see more teams in and I'm starting to see the light. I completely agree with you. The result is going to be the same. It's just going to be more shitty games that we have to watch and pretend to care about to get to the same result. I, I agree with it completely. You know what's going to happen because it's a money grab, but that's really not what we're arguing at this point. I just don't. I think it's stupid because you know what? At the beginning, when it was when it seemed to be the same four teams every single year. Uh, it was upsetting, but then you know your fucking Cincinnati's and your Washingtons and whatever got in there, and I, I think honestly the four was the four was where it should be it, because it, it's just too much. And, and you're right; it diminishes the regular season, and it doesn't do anything but make it a money grab for the players. It doesn't. Uh, if if you know the top couple teams, the top four got a buy, and then. You know, number twelve played Alabama, or however you want to shake it out. I mean, what the fuck is this spread on 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 Utah Alabama thirty? Oh, at least you know what I mean. Like it, that game doesn't because fucking remember, matter. Because remember,
0: they'll be played. Those early round playoff games will be played in the whole, in the better teams' stadium.
1: Yeah, That'd and I gotta have
0: to go to Tuscaloosa.
1: And I ga- I gotta give you credit as as an Alabama fan, you should have been pounding the table for this this year because you would have been in, and you guys probably would have fucked around and at least found your way into the national championship game. But I mean, it's just it's too much. And you know what? Honestly, for me, I think the perfect the perfect amount you got the Power Five conferences. I think you do six, but that's me. You have the Power Five conferences, and then you let the committee figure out the six best team.
0: Yeah, or, I mean, yeah, I like that. I mean, I know you and I have, have been adamant, you know, if they were going to expand, I think eight made sense, right? You got yeah. the five-pound fives, and then you can debate about the three wild cards, and that's fine. And I, I still don't even know if I completely love that. I just think from a formula It's better than
1: 12, it, dude. Fair,
0: much better than 12. And, Tom, you know, we're still going to have the same debates because let's look at this year, Right. Let's say that we go off your rankings and your top eight teams are, are what they are. Let's say out of 12 teams, Texas doesn't make it. But let's say, I'm um, looking here, let's say Penn State does. Who are you taking that? If they were if those two teams were to play, mano a mano, would you rather play, would you, would you pick Texas or would you pick Penn State?
1: I'd probably take Texas off of the upside.
0: Sure, so... Texas still wouldn't get in, in this standpoint. And then you're still having the same debate because you're saying, if we're trying to take the 12 best teams in that case, well, then you're not taking a Texas team that should have beaten Alabama that, took TCU to the to the end, had some other really impressive wins, yep. killed Oklahoma, should have beaten Oklahoma State, right? So it's like you're still not going to get it 100%, right? So then what are we going to do? Expand it 18 to 24? Honestly, well, if we're going to get to a point where the regular season just don't even have one, just start the playoffs in October after baseball season and take it through December, and then there you go.
1: Well yeah, that's exactly my point. Is you know, the NCAA tournament for the basketball has 64 teams. You're still Joe Lazar is still predicting who's on the bubble at number 65? Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't fucking matter if you put every team but one in in all of FBS in there or whatever. It, you'll still argue about how that one team should be in and somebody else should be out. It doesn't fucking matter. It just it's a money grab and it's going to be frustrating, but it's going to diminish the product. That's what it's going to do.
0: I'm really going to look forward to next year now because it's going to be the last year we get to have these great weekends of college football and we can put up with the rivalries going away and the expansion of conferences and the, you know, the, the, the transfer portals and the and the name, image name, likeness, we can put up with all that shit. Right. But when you're, when you're taking away what's supposed to matter every week and you're just wedding teams in for the hell of it, like honestly, and I, and I think you can give me credit for this. I have been very, very objective about Alabama this year. They are not what Alabama teams that I've seen dominate before in the past, even as good as they were last year when they lost to Georgia. like I, But I would still think that they would have a good chance to win, but I'm not arguing that they should be one of the top four teams. And if they're out, they're out. They lost twice. That's how it is. That's, when you play at that level and that standard, you know, you, you gotta be, you got to hold yourself up to it.
1: I agree with you completely. Honestly, I'm at the point now where I hope one of these teams lose in their championship game and somehow Alabama finds their way in and, and runs the table just to prove a lot of fucking idiots wrong.
0: And and, and there's, you know, uh, again, I will I will go apoplectic if somebody puts Ohio State in, but I, I wouldn't be shocked, you know, I wouldn't be shocked. Want I know what the DCC, problem with CMR that is, though. Is that, that just
1: is that just justifies the move to more teams? They're going to be like, well, that's why we're moving to twelve teams because Alabama True. will be in. True.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it sucks. Um, but hey, let's let's enjoy this year and next. Um, and next week we'll talk about what teams are officially in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last bit of coaching carousel uh, before we move into the NFL. Auburn hires Hugh Freeze. What a classic, disgraceful Auburn hire this is. This guy has been tarnished. Uh, everywhere he's been, he's allowed for payment of players before that was a thing. He had the escort service at Ole Miss. Um, He's a bad guy. You know, he's just not talked about in the realm of urban Meyer, but that's a pretty high standard to to get to. Um, But this is a classic Auburn. This is a classic Auburn hire, Tom. They they don't care about anything other than winning. And Hugh Freeze has had some success against Alabama and Nick Saban when he was at Ole Miss. And they're hoping for more of that this year because, uh, or next year rather, because, you know they were a joke this year
1: they were a joke I would have liked to see Dion get that job
0: I would have too um uh, that rivalry would have been fun they would have taken the aflac commercials to the real to the real games or even uh,
1: or even um Dilfer You yeah, oh, by, by the way By the way, very interesting because on Rosillo's podcast like a week and a half ago, I don't know if you listened, but he was like, yeah, I'm not planning on going anywhere, which is just so classic. And I love Dilfer. You know I'm like a fucking Dilfer disciple. Uh, Maybe I'll start that as a new Twitter, the Dilfer disciples. I love it. But it's just so classic where it's like, yeah, I'm probably not going anywhere, whatever. And then literally like two weeks later, he, he signs on with UAB.
0: I think it was a perfect situation for him, and you know it's so weird in that realm because you can't talk about whether another coach is still employed and having a season, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, but I, I, overall, I agree with you. But hey, I,
1: I would almost rather these guys instead of making asses out of themselves because they seem to do it right before, and I, and <laughs> didn't even pressure him because they're friends, yeah. so yeah. he he didn't even say anything like that, and he still goes ahead and do. It. I would rather you just say, be like, yeah, I'm not going to comment on any of that,
0: right. Well, then you leave the door open for speculation, but you're right. If you're going to just flat out lie, I think you kind of look worse. Um, Wayne Kiffin, there was a lot of talk about whether he was going to go to Auburn, and he's staying at Ole Miss signing an it's, eight-year
1: Yeah, what, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but what makes me laugh about yeah. this deal is he signs a deal with Ole Miss for eight years, and in two years, Texas A&M is going to buy that fucking contract out.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's the case with most of these coaches, right? It. It's like... Why are you signing eight year deals? Like so you should sign like. Why? What are ADs doing? Like do like two or three years.
1: Uh, well, you know, and then and then people sit. This country's fucked. People sit here and wonder why college tuition so much. It's like, old it, it, Ole Miss should just come out and be like, well, we had to raise your tuition this year because we gave Lane Kiffin an eight year fucking deal for whatever it was. I wish they would just shoot you straight at least.
0: It'd be nice. I mean, I think Texas alone is paying like four coaches right now.
1: Yeah, you know what? When my kid's kids like, oh, I want to be president when I grow up. I want to be this. I'm going to be like, no, you want to be a college. Don't play college football. You want to be a college college football football. football. coach. You want to be a graduate assistant is what you want to be and then work your way up.
0: I think Lane staying at Ole Miss is a good move for him. He's built that program into a very nice one. Um, He gets great recruits. The SEC West is obviously the cream of the crop in terms of competition and, and obviously the talent level. And he produces a lot of players that go pro, and he'll be able to keep that rivalry with Saban. They play every year. And hey, he just lost the the uh, egg bowl to Mike Leach, so he's yep. got to get retribution next year. Now in a fascinating one. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Were you going to say something there?
1: Well, you said I think it's a good thing for him to stay, but Sean, you can't. I mean, come on. How much money would you bet that that eight-year extension doesn't get played out?
0: Oh no, I'm just speaking in generality. Like, just I think it's a good move for him to stay there right now. We'll see you about in another twelve months.
1: Mm-hmm. Nebraska
0: brings in Matt Rule, which I honestly think we've made fun of Nebraska so much and. I think that they're a joke, particularly being in the big 10 where they don't belong. But if you're going to hire anybody to rebuild a program that really is completely in shambles, you're hiring the right guy.
1: Yeah. I mean, talk about a guy who's getting paid by a lot of people, Matt (laughs) Rule, I think he's getting paid by at least Carolina. Um, Yeah. I, I love this hire. I mean, he built Baylor up from pretty much shambles. I know they were in a lot of trouble with a lot of stuff and, he had them. I don't know. I don't think they were in the college football playoff, were they? But they were right there.
0: They won the Big Twelve championship game his last year. Yeah. They didn't make the playoff, but yeah, they were right there.
1: Yeah, I think he'll do a respectable job and and bring Nebraska back to at least something where they're not just an absolute laughing stock.
0: Well, and don't forget too, he also built up Temple when Temple was nothing. Yep. And then he went to Baylor. So he he's not one of these guys that goes. He's to not programs. Scott Frost. he's not scott frost and he's not even i would say an urban meyer you know urban meyer went to all like very good schools like utah had had a decent history before him he just made it really good you you know florida never had trouble getting recruits and neither did ohio state he just made them better you know matt rule's taken on programs that have been disgraced and never really had anything so i think that this is the perfect guy for that for that program
1: yeah i mean baylor was in a worse way they were looking at getting the like the death penalty
0: yes do you remember us talking about that
1: yep i don't even remember what they did
0: it was all the it was the sexual uh misconduct and like rape and all of that yep. running rampant from the college fo- from the um football program and, and him art briles doing nothing about it
1: yep yep i remember that now
0: suicides i think too like from, <laughs> from some of the victims like it was it was really rough stuff um And then lastly, I think a a really good hire here, Wisconsin is bringing in Luke Fickle from Cincinnati. And Wisconsin had a shit year this year. Jim Leonard, their alum. I mean, can these guys mostly – can these schools stop hiring fucking alums, please? I mean, how many times do we have to see it happen that these guys, just because you were a great player there and have passion for the university doesn't mean that you're a good coach? And, you know, Luke Fickle's done such a good job. I mean, he got Cincinnati to the CFP last year. He took over for Brian Kelly and did a really good job in his tenure there. I think him going to Wisconsin, he's going to build up that program. And, you know, when he was at Cincinnati, they were competing with a lot of those Big Ten schools for some recruits, and he did steal some from some of those schools.
1: I mean, here's my thing. The thing that I feel like Wisconsin, whenever they have a good team, always needs is a quarterback, and he's going to bring in a quarterback.
0: Yes. Yes, he is. They desperately need one man. I mean, because that that part of the that part of the Big Ten is winnable. They should be more competitive.
1: No, no doubt about it. All right, moving on to the real football league, the NFL. Um, <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk a little recap. We had some Thanksgiving football that I got to sit on my ass and watch by myself as Michaela with was sick with some Dominoes. Um, Cowboys beat the Giants twenty-eight to twenty, but this game really wasn't that close. Again. We talked about it right before the pod, and they fucked you twice because they lost, and then we both picked the Cowboys, and they went ahead and got a backdoor cover, the Giants did. Um, Listen, the Giants are just murdered with injuries right now, and the jig is up. I mean, this team is just not very good, and I said it would be a disappointment if they didn't make the playoffs, but to be honest, um, they're the worst team in their division, and I wouldn't be, at this point, disappointed if they miss the playoffs just because they're murdered by injuries.
0: I want to have a little bit more of that conversation, but right after the game, once that touchdown, that opening touchdown to uh, Hodges got called back for an absolutely bullshit illegal man down the field yeah. call, one yard past the line of scrimmage, and you're calling that had absolutely nothing to do with the play. Like, come the fuck on, like, Jerry's greasing
1: some palms.
0: Oh please, that was such the quintessential Cowboys call on Thanksgiving Day. And Jones throws a perfect pass. They score the touchdown. Oh, wait, no, they don't. Gets called back. They kick three. And I literally I was I was sitting with my friends. I was like, the Giants are going to lose. They're like, how can you say that? They just kicked three. I was like, they're going to lose. They, they, to go out and score a touchdown, have that called back, and have to settle for a field goal, I've seen this story before. Um, but, yeah, as the rest of the game went on, man, you just – the talent discrepancy. But the Giants are what they are. Before we talk about Dallas, I, 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 I've really wrestled with this going back and forth this week. They're seven and two, nine wins probably in the NFC gets you in. I know they're riddled with injuries. I know that they were already pretty thin to begin with. But we've been talking about Brian Dable and the success of this team all year, right? And I've said a lot of games in the NFL are lost more than they're won. I don't care if the skeleton of this team is what is going to be part of the next great Giants team, but I do think it's a it's a bit of a failure if you don't make it Cause, because because they weren't 5 and 3 they weren't 6 and 4 they're 7 and 2 you know if they go winless the rest of the way or you know 1 and 7 1 and 8 i mean i think that's pretty bad
1: yeah i mean i think that they should i mean they've got 1 2 3 4 5 6 games left you're playing the commies on sunday you got to take you play the commies twice you got to take one out of two there right Yes. And then the Vikings, you just never know. And and if you take if you can beat the Colts and the Commies once, you're basically in. So you're right. It That's would be an incredible on. disappointment.
0: A, a disappointment is the word I would use more than failure. Yeah. Because the fail failure is you're a really good team you were and you're fucking choked. I mean, this team had a four win, you know, uh, over under, I think, heading into the year. And you know, you like I said, you take an already pretty thin team and and you strip it down to the nubs. You've got practice squad guys playing in your secondary. You know, you don't have your starting right tackle. Your tight ends out. They're getting healthier this week, but like off, like fucking he, like Hodges is your number one receiver. Darius Slayton's your number one receiver. Like, it's a fucking disaster zone. But I do think it would be disappointing because if we're gonna give. Dable all his flowers and credit for what he's done with this team. And in the big picture, he has done a great job. Even if they never win another game this year, he's I feel great about the direction of this team. You'd agree with that, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: But you can't you can't completely absolve him of any blame if they're seven and two and finish eight and nine.
1: Yeah, no, that would be tough. That would be very tough.
0: Let's talk about Dallas real fast. Um, I was not impressed with them at all. I mean, Dak throws two interceptions, and again, the Giants have practice squad cornerbacks out there, um, but they're good enough to win, especially against a, an inferior team. What did what did you take away from the Cowboys' side of this?
1: I I was I don't want to say impressed, but I was I, I saw a lot of promising things. I really liked how their offensive line looked, and I think they're getting um what's his name Smith back soon. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be a, a totally different team when Smith does come back especially because they can move that really good rookie that they have back to a more natural position outside a left tackle. Um, I really like what they're doing with the two-headed monster. Zeke looked like a much better version of himself. I'm not going to say prime, but he looked like a much better version of himself. This team goes as Dak goes, though, man. And if he's going to throw those dumbass, boneheaded Kirk Cousins Bullshit, (laughs) stupid, third tier quarterback, Lee, third tier quarterback in the NFL type throws. Then they're gonna lose in the fucking first or second round of the playoffs. That's it. He needs to make better fucking decisions.
0: You're not gonna hear an argument from me. I mean, the fact that the Giants were even somewhat in that game was a lot because of Dak. Um, You know, obviously Jones missed uh, missed two throws there, that especially that one to Barkley that would have probably had the game a lot different.
1: Yes, Dak makes a lot of, I mean, the week before that, I think I was complaining about him throwing a pick in the end zone on second down when it's like nobody's open, just throw the ball away. He likes to take sacks that put you out of field goal range and take you out of the red zone. He just makes a lot of of electric plays, but he makes a lot of boneheaded plays. But I will say the other thing that I noticed outside of the fact that he doesn't run anymore since his leg went in the wrong direction, which I somewhat understand, he doesn't really have the zip on his balls either.
0: I know. I've heard people say that.
1: I mean, you just notice, and it seems to get there about, I don't know, a tick or two later than you would expect it to, and that that could cost you a pick too.
0: Oh, easily, easily, yeah. Especially if the decision making isn't, you know, completely elite. You know, you at least need that. You need the velocity and the zip on that ball to get there to make up for it. Um, Yeah, we'll see. My impression of the Cowboys really is they might be the most talented team in the NFC. Um, I'm counting even Philly and, and San Francisco, but I just, I I don't trust them. I don't trust the quarterback. I don't trust the coach. I was going
1: to say, we didn't even mention the coach. Away,
0: Yeah, they almost gave that game away to the Giants. I mean, if the Giants convert that fourth and one with Saquon, that game's totally different.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, we didn't even mention the coach, really, and his decision-making skills. They're not going to win the Super Bowl, and it's going to be based off the quarterback, but more importantly, the coach. For sure.
0: All right, Tom. J.E. T.S. Jets. 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 jets, jets. jets.
1: Yes. Uh, What a game. Um, A lot of fun. You know, it's crazy. And Simmons said this on his pod. It is crazy when you can actually drop back, scan the field, and find an open wide receiver. Elijah Moore. God bless him. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. (laughs) <laughs> um, I mean, Garrett Wilson is one of the best wide receivers in football already. Am I getting a little crazy saying that, or do you feel no, that way? No,
0: no, he absolutely is.
1: Uh, what a pick. What a year. What a, what a draft. He won by
0: AFC them. Rookie of the Year twice, and I think Sauce has won it. Uh, defensive, defensive Rookie of the Week twice.
1: Yep, and we had a uh, Bryce Hall winning as well before he went down. Um, this team, I mean, their defense is – we did what we had to do. You brought up Nathan Peterman in a text. I, mean, I didn't think that was very nice. Um, he <laughs> just gave me a little nervous before the game. But um, we did what we that had to
0: wrong. do. I actually ended up playing. But.
1: Yes, we, we did what we had to do against the lowly Bears, especially with Fields being out. Um, but, uh, I mean, I saw the defense was great, as they should have been, as that was expected. But I saw the ball was just moving around, and it seemed like the guys were just – running their routes a little bit crisper and it's just it's crazy. And we're talking about Mike Way. We are not talking about putting fucking prime Aaron Rodgers in the lineup here, but a guy that can just get the ball out instead of running around in circles and either throw the ball away, throw the ball hundred miles an hour at somebody on a check down's helmet or or make it or throw a terrible pick.
0: I have a prediction for you.
1: And by the way, I'm not happy about this either because we used the number two overall pick before we go with your prediction. This is bad for the Jets in the long term.
0: I'm, I'm actually going to push back on that, but I'll tell, I'll tell you why in a sec. Um, I think Mike White is going to be your version of Taylor Heineke, and he's going to get you guys to the playoffs. Oh, baby. You see how different Washington was when they made the switch? I mean, obviously their switch became Wentz got Hurt, but you know, there's so much more confidence. And sometimes that's all it takes. You know, Washington – I'm Taylor Heineke is not a great quarterback, and I don't think Mike White is either. But I think that they have the complete buy-in from their guys, and they are in this league because they make good decisions. They get the ball out quick, and they let their playmakers make plays. Last year, Mike White had that great game against Cincinnati, and then he got hurt and was terrible against Buffalo. But you know what? Your your offense sucked last year. Your offense is actually really good this year, even with Brees Hall out for the season. Your offensive line is better. you your you have skill position players. Your running game's better. Like uh, honestly, man, I think he has the complete buy-in from the coaching staff and the people that matter the most in that locker room, including the defense, who now know that they don't have to go out and hold teams to three points in order to win. Um, I think he's going to do a Heineke, and I could see you guys winning like five of your last six, five of your last seven, simply because of he's competent and has your guys in position to be successful which is all you can ask for that's really all Heineke stuff
1: i know and it's it's also crazy because it's like you just saw the playbook get opened up so much more and just to reiterate this is we're talking about Mike White here who probably could only start for a few other teams in the league and and they're opening up the playbook for him and he they're letting him you know run the offense could you could you just imagine if we had even like a Kirk Cousins
0: well, that's, that's it. Uh, and so this is where you actually segued me perfectly into my pushback against Zach Wilson. Said this, the setting back your franchise in almost every other situation and circumstance, the answer would be unequivocally. Yes. And I'm not even saying Mike White is going to turn into the future quarterback of your jets, because unless something crazy happens, he's not going to, but here's why it's not the end of the world. You save that locker room, but with that decision, Robert Sala saved his fucking locker room and his job security by making that decision. And here's the other thing, man. Your team is young, your team is good, and your team is getting better. So you will be able to go out and draft another quarterback in the draft if you want to. You will be able to sign a quarterback that's free agent if you want to. You will be able to trade for a quarterback if you want to with some of the capital you have. Yes, yeah, Zach Wilson, what a waste of a second overall pick. But because Joe Douglas has done such a great job with drafting the rest of this roster and bringing in other really good players, I don't think it's a death sentence. It kind of reminds me of, of Rosen, Josh Rosen in, in, in Arizona. I know that team hasn't won a Super Bowl, but they've made the playoffs and they've been a competitive team of late, and they just said, fuck it. I mean, they were in a much worse situation when they had to draft Kyler number one. You're not going to be drafting number one. Shit, you're probably a playoff team this year.
1: Yeah, I I don't know if I've said it on this pod before. I might have, but I think we're looking at Jimmy G, Kirk Cousins. I don't know if his contract's up. I think it might be or Derek Carr next year. And I'm I'm honestly starting to talk myself into it.
0: I would. They're all better than the options you've had, especially like you said. Could you imagine seeing a game like Mike White had? All right, Tom, let me ask you the same question that you asked me about the Giants or that we brought up with the Giants, I should say. The so Jets don't make the playoffs, is this a failure?
1: I don't think it's a failure. I don't even think it's I think it's more disappointing one that the Giants have one have one more win than the Jets, but just because the NFC is weaker than the AFC, I I would be sad if the Jets didn't make the playoffs, but I think you should be more disappointed if the Giants don't make the playoffs, given the circumstances, than if the Jets don't make the playoffs. Not to mention the schedule that they have coming up is a little bit tougher than what the Giants have coming up, being the Vikings, the Bills, the Dolphins, we do have the Jaguars tucked in there and the Lions, but and the Seahawks are no no easy game either.
0: Neither are the Lions or the Jaguars, yeah. honestly. But I, I hear I hear you. I agree, by the way. And here's the last question I'll ask you before we move down the rest of these games: Does Zach Wilson ever play? <laughs> I knew it. Does I he knew ever it.
1: Play for the Jets again? I fucking knew it. I knew you were gonna ask that question, and I was just about you to scream. Knew no, there
0: was no way. I was gonna get off of this for and and not ask that.
1: Does he ever play a game again? Hmm. I don't think so, Jets. I don't think so i i I think there's a lot weighing on this game and the game after this one to see how Mike White plays and if Mike White, even if they don't win, but he can put up a good performance and finish out the season as the Jets starting quarterback. I think the Jets look in other directions next season. To get a proven quarterback or a more proven quarterback in here. And Zach Wilson never plays another game in a Jets uniform. And that's crazy to say, but he has made zero, and I mean zero, progression throughout his NFL career. You're 100% correct. And and I tried to, and you know, Sean, if you want to go back and listen and tweet at me at Sorry Sports and tell me, yes. I did. I'm a fan. I tried to talk myself into it when he led us back against Pittsburgh and a few other games. I did. But it is the same old shit with the Jets. They are just sitting in neutral with him as quarterback.
0: I don't think they're sitting in neutral. I think he but, holds you back.
1: He might be in reverse.
0: Yeah. Here's why I agree with you. Your backup quarterback is Joe Flacco right now, who also won two games for you earlier this year. Yeah. So even if even – if, Mike White gets hurt or doesn't play well, uh, Zach, Joe Flacco's going to finish the season. <laughs> and you just hear how guys talk about him, right? Like, they do not want to play for Zach Wilson. Yeah. And it's, it's a it, tough situation, and I try crazy. to talk you to it too.
1: Because the older you get, you start to realize the psychology, and some people just aren't built for it because, you know – uh, five years younger, me would just be like, the guy's got the big arm and he can run like the wind and all this stuff. Why is he not playing? But then you realize some dudes just ain't built for that shit, man.
0: Well, some, something else happened too, that can't be ignored. Your team got a lot better, a lot quicker than a lot of people thought. Probably yep. if you gave the jets front office and coaching staff truth serum. They would agree. They didn't see this leap coming. You went from a, dismal defense to an elite defense you didn't even go middle of the road yep. first. you went dismal to elite
1: well you know what that's what happens when outside like you said of zach wilson you hit every single pick and every single free agent signing that you've made since you come into the office my sports great godfather grandfather joe douglas
0: <laughs> and and that's the thing like if this team was a three-win team or a four-win team and you you just you, you weren't sure what the future was. You gotta give him every opportunity to play. And I think they genuinely would have liked to have him play against the Bears. I think they would have liked to ride out the season with him. But you've got some established veterans. You've got some really great young players. Well, and exactly. by the way, you're in the middle of a playoff run. Or and that's the point. Picture. You you Yeah.
1: You don't like you've got too many guys on this team that you cannot lose the locker room by trying to Give The young guy as many chances as possible because you're not sitting there saying like, whatever, I don't care if we lose the rocker room because none of these guys are going to be on the team. Anyways, these guys are here to stay. So you need to keep them engaged as well. And if that means sacrificing Zach Wilson, then that's what you got to do for the betterment of the team. And I love that they made that decision. I think it's bad for the Jets in some ways because they're wasting the number two overall pick. But in the grand scheme of things, the more you talk about it, it's it's it was the best thing for this team. It probably saved our season, whatever's left of it. Um, and, and I think it. At least, honestly, in my opinion, the decision's made. We don't have to ride this out for another season and be in, unfortunately for you guys, a Daniel Jones situation, which is much better because he he has gotten better, or a Sam Darnold situation. Let's wash our hands with it. Let's keep it moving.
0: The last piece I'll make is actually in relation to Daniel Jones. You know, it would be one thing if Zach Wilson was struggling, but he was accountable and he was tough and he was just showed the leadership and had the attributes that a franchise quarterback has. And you can say whatever you want about Daniel Jones and I'm the jury's still out. And I really wish I had some kind of evidence that he could be the guy because I wish he had anybody really to throw to. But you heard Joe judge from Peter Schrager say like, Hey, before I leave, like before, as he was being fired, I just want to make this on the record. Daniel Jones is fucking tough as nails and the team whether it was under Shermer or Judge or now under Dable, they fucking love that guy. And he is the definition from an attribute standpoint and character standpoint, a franchise quarterback. Whether the yep. talent is there, I don't know. But Zach Wilson didn't show any of that. And Daniel that's Jones, ultimately why he's out of a job.
1: Daniel Jones is the man, and Sam Darnold is the man as well.
0: Yes, I give Sam Darnold so much credit. You know, he, he always put it on his shoulders, and he always took the blame, even if it wasn't his fault. Uh, during that dumpster fire, and, you know, that makes guys want to play for you. And Zach Wilson doesn't seem to, like he has any of that. So if you're going to suck, at least at least show the characteristics. And that's probably why he wasn't captain of that BYU team.
1: I can't believe that this shit matters, stuff like that, but I guess it does.
0: Well, because football is that ultimate sacrifice sport, you know? Yeah, Baseball could be a one-man band. And basketball, I think even two if you're good enough. But in football, you the great even Aaron Rodgers, like he's polarizing, but there's been enough teammates that are like, yeah, this guy fucking you want him in your corner. So we'll see. Um moving on down the line, we have two more Thanksgiving games to talk about. Bills beat the Lions. Thank you, Sean. I'm very happy I made that pick. <laughs> um twenty eight twenty five on Thanksgiving on the last second field goal. Pretty entertaining game.
1: Yeah, no, it, it was um I mean, good good job by you with that pick. Um, the only question I have to ask, I was, we're not talking about the Will Smith prediction again. I'll, I'll, I'll we'll own up to it if the Lions somehow squeak into the playoffs and the Packers obviously don't. Um, are we worried about the Bills?
0: Oh, I know. I feel. like we I asked this you this week. last week. Yeah, I feel like we talk about this every week. <laughs> I'm not worried, but they're certainly not the same team. Can I say it that way?
1: Sure. <laughs> What, are you running for office?
0: No, because I, I still think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. I don't really think I've, I've come off of that. I said they were very neck and neck. I don't think they're as close now, but I think I would only be worried if I picked them to win the AFC. Well, I did pick them to win the AFC, but as the season <laughs> going on, I haven't, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! It's like week three. I've been all on the Kansas City wagon. You sound about.
1: like Bill Clinton right now. I did not.
0: <laughs> you, yeah, you I like just, for the record.
2: You are on the
1: thinnest ice right now, arguing against yourself. I didn't yeah, even remember I, that you picked the Bills. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, I but don't yes, think they.
0: I'm not. I'm not worried about them. Like they're they're not going to make the playoffs. Or they're a first round exit. But they're not the same team.
1: No, and well Allen's not the same player right now. I think he's I think something's going to come out of he might be more hurt than we assume. Um because this is just quite a fall. Um and yeah, their defense has has kind of opened up a couple holes. Von Miller's starting to really wind down um and I, I, I think they need – I like Gabe Davis, but I think they need another wide receiver. It might be an OBJ team, although if I was OBJ, I would go to like Miami or something, somewhere warm. Maybe that's just me projecting with the weather getting colder. Um, <laughs> Dallas. D- d- Dallas plays indoors. Um, but th- I think – does Dallas – no, Dallas is done in New York. I don't know if they have to go north anywhere. Um, yeah, this Bills team just – it's not the same. Um I think they fell closer to the Vikings and further or excuse me not the Vikings and the aFC but I think they they fell closer to the pack um and, and the and the chiefs kind of pulled further away
0: yeah, but as I talked around in circles, you understand what I'm saying though, right like
1: yeah, you don't expect the bills you don't think the bills are going to the Super Bowl anymore, but you also don't they're not gonna they're not going to fuck up in the first round. I know what you mean
0: because you look at the rest of the aFC I don't think that they're any worse than the second the second best. I mean I guess maybe if you want to put Miami there.
1: But I will say this to you. I mean, excluding the Chiefs, because I think you and I can both agree they're the class of the AFC right now. Would you be shocked if they lost to the Titans in the playoffs? I would. I wouldn't. You I think and I the are Titans are doing a
0: complete one eighty with the, with our with our picks. You now love Tennessee and I hate the Bills. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, Tennessee has just proven that they are going to be the exact same team as last year. Derrick Henry has not fallen off, and their defense is even better than last year, in my opinion. Um, would you be surprised if they lost to the Dolphins in the playoffs?
0: I I, I think I still would be a little surprised, yes.
1: Mm, okay. All right, well. I Because I that I,
0: game would likely be in Buffalo.
1: Yeah. That's true. That's would it though?
0: I said likely. I didn't say definitely.
1: <laughs> well, as currently constituted, I don't think so. Well,
0: the AFC East is an, is a, is crazy because if things break a certain way tonight, the Jets could be playing for first place next week.
1: Yeah, true. Who plays tonight? What the fuck?
0: Right now, it's Buffalo and New England. Jeez. A huge AFC East game.
1: Yeah, it absolutely is.
0: I didn't even see the score. We've been recording for a while, so I haven't even looked. All right, let's see. It's 17-7 Bills right now, thank God. It's <laughs> the end of the third quarter. Thank <laughs> God I picked the Bills in this game, so I'm yes. off to a good start. Not yes. with us, obviously. We couldn't make that pick. But.
1: Yes, I know. I'm sorry. I'm a day late, everybody. I was busy yesterday, but and we have been recording for a while, but this was a big pod post-Thanksgiving. Um, oh, I'm not complaining about it. Vikings beat Patriots 33-26. to Kirk Cousins wins his first primetime game ever. I don't know if that's actually <laughs> true, but that's what it feels like.
0: Yeah, it definitely feels that
1: way. That's your boy. I mean, this Vikings team. I don't know. It's like where everybody's going to doubt them, and they're just going to keep winning. And the Patriots just. I mean, they put up twenty six this week, but it felt like a fake twenty six. And they don't have they don't have a quarterback, and their their skill position players offensively outside of Ramondre Stevenson just leave a lot to be desired. Mac
0: was actually pretty good in this game though
1: he was, but I, I just it was, i never I never for a second saw the Patriots win in this game. honestly
0: I didn't either I didn't either. The Vikings are the better team.
1: yep, all right, moving on to the next game. Dolphins defeat the Texans, 30 to 15. not much to say here.
0: No, it was thirty. They pulled Tua because it was like thirty nothing. I know, and then they
1: started to make a little comeback, which is crazy. It happens so much in the NFL this year. It's like let's just let's just keep the foot on the gas pedal a little bit, and maybe just don't play prevent defense. Just play regular. Well, um, I
0: think they knew they had enough of a cushion, and and Tua is. I mean, you can't lose. You cannot lose Tua by still playing him oh, yeah. in a thirty to nothing game.
1: I agree. I just worry about the prevent defense kind of thing. But, you know sure, what, at the end was, of the day. Not
0: good enough. Kyle Allen isn't leading you yeah. from a 30 nothing deficit.
1: And at the end of the day, we're talking about all this prevent defense thing. As long as you win the game, who cares? When the playoffs come and the games are closer, you're not going to be doing that anyways. All right, no. this game's important. Bengals beat the Titans 20-16. to um, I feel like Joe Burrow's just not talked about enough.
0: Which is strange because he should be more, He's number I number one pick,
1: have, Heisman, just, all-time yeah. season at LSU. I mean, come on.
0: Super Bowl last year.
1: Yep. No, I know, but well, then he gets it just...
0: his ass beat, you know, every game it feels like. He takes 40 sacks, but this is an impressive win with the way Tennessee's been playing, and you go win on the road, you yep. know? This was supposed to be a revenge game for Tennessee after losing that home game in the Divisional last year, and I took it to him.
1: Yeah, they did. Um, this team's starting to round into form, and they didn't even have Mixon in this game where he got knocked out. I know he didn't play the whole game because he got knocked out with a concussion. I don't even yeah, think he played they, at all.
0: He didn't play at all. And Jamar Chase wasn't wasn't even back yet. Yeah. Are you worried at all about the Titans? Is this a tough loss for them or do they get right back on?
1: I think the Titans are going to be steady. They're going to lose in the first round again, but they'll be fine. Okay. All right, moving on to the next game. They are going to lose in the first round. I know I was playing a devil's advocate with you and the Titans and the Bills, and I could see that I wouldn't be shocked if they somehow beat the Bills in, like, a knockdown, dragout drag-out defensive game where Josh Allen gets sacked seven million times and Derrick Henry goes off for a million yards. But I still would take the Bills in that game any day.
0: Well, because, yeah, because I think there's... I'm going to be super literal with the words, but I'm going to, like, seriously, like, shocked would be like, oh, my God, I cannot believe that happened. And surprised would be, like, yeah, I didn't I didn't see that coming. Yeah,
1: like no, you're right.
0: you know, like Tennessee is a couple of years removed from going to the AFC championship game, you know, against Kansas City and almost winning that game. So we've seen them do it, especially against that high powered uh Ravens offense from a couple of years ago when they went into Baltimore and won. Mm-hmm. So we've seen them do it, but we've also saw last year's AFC divisional when Tannehill threw four picks.
1: Yeah, and they should have killed Cincinnati sacking Joe Burrow a million times, but Tannehill threw four picks. All right, next game. This game doesn't really matter except for, I think, both of our pure amusement. Um, <laughs> Panthers, I'm happy for Sam Darnold coming back and getting this win and putting up some real points. 23-10 to against a decent Denver Broncos defense. Um, I saw something on Instagram today that Russell Wilson still has less touchdowns on the year than he does bathrooms in his house. <laughs> Eight eight touchdowns to 12 bathrooms Uh,
0: man you saw the defensive player getting in his face on the sideline like it's so bad and we got to see how the watson thing plays out but this is probably we're looking we're staring right in the face of the worst trade of all time
1: uh yeah the worst trade and then a turnaround and sign him for five years i mean you got five more years of this shit
0: I think seven total because yeah, the five years was on was on top of the deal he was already in. So Oof. I mean, listen, man, like this is the kind of shit you know. It's another Wilson, but you you can you can get away with not being liked if you're winning ball games. And as we saw towards the end of that Seattle run, they weren't winning a lot of ball games anymore, right? And now in Denver, it's like that uh, crack. I mean, they're. <laughs> Terrible team. Yep. A terrible offensive team. And if I was the defense, I would be saying the same thing. What the fuck are you here for? You know, we were better with Drew Locke. Psh,
1: scored more points for them. And I told you all year, they have, like, a historically low points per game.
0: I mean, this was, they scored three points this week, right? So, they're – where are they at? They're, they have – or they scored ten. I'm sorry. It, it was three forever. But, I mean, have –
1: well, no, I heard they gotta Warren.
0: Some, they got to be somewhere like twelve points per game.
1: I heard Warren Sharp say that they. I I believe. Don't quote me on this. I believe he said that they have the worst offensive points per game uh, since two thousand.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, man. Some really stat wouldn't. like that. I mean, we saw we have seen some really bad offenses.
1: Yeah, and but with a lot, uh, on paper, a lot shittier quarterbacks. <laughs>
0: A lot shittier quarterback, Making a lot but, hey, less yeah. money. Happy happy for Darnold. I uh, hope he gets the chance to finish out the year there in Carolina and then they can reassess um, at the end of the year what they want to do. Um, Commanders beat the Falcons in a fun game, 19-13. The Falcons were knocking on the door to score. Then they throw a tip drill interception, and, and the Commies have won their sixth game out of seven games. It's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, I know. We were making fun of that NFC East, and it's probably the best division in football. Not even close.
0: The, both well, the East, AFC
1: is making a run too. I we said the same thing last week. Jesus Christ! Yeah,
0: both both East. Yeah, both East are the best. It's not yep.
1: Question. All right, Jaguars beat the Ravens twenty-eight to twenty-seven. Uh whew, whew. this Ravens team, man, is just—they don't have anything to hang their hat on. They're not. Honestly, I wouldn't say they're good at anything.
0: <laughs> um. Let's see. The running game is not very good. They're—they have no wide receivers. Their defense makes a lot of good plays, but they also give up a lot of yards. And how do you allow that to happen? How do you let Trevor Lawrence and, and Zay Jones and Marvin Jones just go down the field yep. in that short amount of time and then hit the two-point conversion? I mean, it was it was effortless. They were just carving their, up that Raven defense.
1: Their defense is whatever the opposite of a bend-not-break defense is. It's like flash-not-execute. <laughs>
0: Yeah, flash not execute. That I like that. Maybe that's another phrase you can uh, copyright. I'll um,
1: try. I got a lot of a lot of analogies, a lot you, of phrases. No, you
0: are you are notorious for coming up with some of these on the fly. You, I, you know, I, I there's some certain things that I'm like, how do you still not get this? But then you come up <laughs> with something like that, I'm like this guy's on fire right now. I, he's throwing things in a lot of different directions. Um which is why which is why we work. Um yeah, this was this was a very impressive win for Jacksonville and I do want to say this, I'm sure you're going to agree I love going for two there. They love playing for Peterson. They have nothing to lose. See if your second-year quarterback can do it.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you're playing on paper, by all accounts, a better team. Go for the fucking W. I love that. And Peterson's just that kind of guy.
0: They're playing for him, too. Did you hear what one of the uh, offensive linemen said at the end of the game? He, he was saying, like, I basically, because I asked him about Trevor Lawrence's progression from like year one to year two, like, I basically consider this his rookie year because he had a deal with Urban Meyer last year.
1: Hey, listen, it's, it's great to hear. I mean, talk about stating the obvious, but it is great to hear.
0: It is, and Doug Peterson's. You know, listen. Those those Eagle teams always played for him, and they really liked him. He's a, he's a perfect coach for that situation. So good win there for the Jaguars, an equally terrible loss for Baltimore, who really needed to. I mean, I I would not be surprised, man, if Cincinnati overtakes them and wins the North.
1: Yeah. No, I I. Definitely agree. I see it happening. I mean, you know, I had Cincinnati at the beginning of the year. I I just, like I said, I just don't think this Ravens team is good at anything. And I really don't even blame Lamar that much. His offensive line sucks, and he's got no weapons outside of Andrews.
0: No, he doesn't. He makes the most out of what he can. But It's like, what the fuck
1: do you want the guy to do? And then you're like, oh, we're not going to pay him any money. It's like, first of all, who the hell are you going to pay? And second of all, maybe get some fucking players around him before you give him shit.
0: Yeah, and try to keep some of those guys healthy, maybe. Like, why are, they are so injured all the time with these skill position guys. Running back feels like they're out all the time dating back to last year.
1: Oh, no, I completely agree. And their wide receivers, Bateman's out, everybody's everybody's injured. It's I don't know what the hell is going on down there. And I feel bad for Lamar.
0: I do, too. He is, he's, listen, and I also, I don't care. I mean, people really need to calm the fuck down. Like, when they were, people were getting pissed at him for making those, like, Chirping back at that guy on Twitter, like, fucking calm down. This guy's been nothing but like an above-average, great teammate, citizen, like, endorser for the NFL. Like, shut the fuck up. He got into it with a fan and then apologized. Like, it, we we all have those moments. Just shut the fuck up, people. Like, always trying to tear people down. Um, we got the talk about a terrible loss. Um, the, the Browns beat the Bucks in overtime. The Bucks are leading 17-10 and they allow Jacoby Brissett to march down the field, score a touchdown. By the way, what a hell of a catch that was. Awesome. Um and then overtime comes and Brady just Brady couldn't do shit in the fourth quarter in overtime.
1: Yeah, I listen, I outs much less being Brady in overtime, I don't think I've ever seen so many punts in overtime. And 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 I don't think I've ever seen so many punts with Brady between the fourth quarter and overtime at all ever.
0: Nobody deserved to win this game.
1: Nah, they should have ended it in a tie, but I was I was happy for Brissett.
0: Yeah, in his last game, you know, cuz Watson's back this week.
1: Yeah, we're going to see how that is, right?
0: Yeah, we're going we're going to see what happens. I think that's a really and it's in Houston and I don't know if you saw this, but Tony Busby, the um the attorney who was representing all the women um got a box down in houston and he's having 10 of the women sit in it i don't know I, that makes me feel like really shitty because i'm like you know you i don't have to like watson and i really don't after all this shit like but you know you did settle these cases like what are you trying to do at this point like you don't need to make a spectacle of it
1: i don't know it's it's very slimy and i just don't want to get near it
0: i don't want to get near it either but i feel like it's worth talk, just saying that piece um Okay, moving on down the line. Another bad have,
1: loss here, Raiders-Seahawks.
0: Oh, my God, Tom. The Seahawks choked this game Their away. Their defense
1: sucks of recent weeks. Um, yeah, you're losing to the Raiders, who are just up in the air. Um, I don't know if McDaniels is long for this. I don't know. Did we report on this podcast that he got fired and then he didn't?
0: Okay, yes. So <laughs> I said he got fired because <laughs> I saw three – espn and they weren't fake ones either like three like espn ones was this when
1: was this when elon was letting every
0: yes this was when elon was taken over and like twitter was in shambles, and
1: everybody was buying blue checks
0: <laughs> yes so i was like oh this is literally and i even clicked on it because i'm like i'm not gonna get suckered into something like this but i'm like would you be surprised they haven't won a game in two months like at that point i was like yeah i could see it and then i was like well, I okay. was, I, I kept,
1: I kept driving, and I was like, "Did Sean say that McDaniel's got fired because he's on the sideline?"
0: Yeah. Well, obviously he should be fired. You know How about that? that? Wrong. Well, no, you can say I was, I was definitely wrong. I got, I got, I got hoodwinked. It's all good. It <laughs> happens to the best
1: of us. It's not even a good one to get hoodwinked on, though. You know.
0: No. Well, it's not like those bullshit texts where it's like. So and so gets traded to whatever, and I'm like, this is this is not real. And then you like, click
1: on, on it, time. and it's that classic giant black guy with the huge dick.
0: Yeah, like you. My uncle got me. me one, he one didn't time, really. I'm like, I'm not even opening this. And you were like, did you get my text? I'm like, I know exactly what you're
1: <laughs> saying. <laughs> I'm not opening this. My uncle, my uncle sent me one that said judge sign with the Giants, and I texted him. I said, I know exactly what this is, and when I <laughs> open it, but I'm gonna open it just to make you happy, anyways. And it was exactly that.
0: Yeah, see like I so I have I, I I do have some credibility, but it was during that time where I was just like everybody was buying the blue checks. I'm like, yeah, this is not an unbelievable story. Like they haven't won in two months. But getting back to this game, the Raiders have now won a couple in a row after Derek Carr cried at the podium and Josh Jacobs, man, he is back.
1: Yeah, I mean he goes from starting that uh Hall of Fame game where everybody was speculating if he was just gonna be out of the league to just <laughs> Being electric, another Alabama running back. Um, I mean, the Seahawks had a re- had a pretty good defense to start the year, and now clearly they're getting run all over, and I'm starting to worry about them. And and you can't even blame Geno; the guy threw up 34 points.
0: Oh, you can't blame Geno at all. No, they were they were in very good position to win that game. I, I think Vegas literally just stole it from them.
1: Yep, no doubt about it. Um, we'll see. We'll see with the Seahawks. Um, I mean the the. Uh, Niners are really starting to show themselves, so it's going to be a tough division out there between the two of them. Uh, yep. Speaking of another team in that division that's we don't really give a fuck about outside of the Rams either, uh, the Chargers. This was a, no, you take the win. No, you take the win. No, you, no, 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 <laughs> really, seriously, you take the win kind of game.
0: It really was. That was perfectly said. It, it totally was. It was like a seesaw back and forth. It was like, the fuck what what team's going to want this game more and ultimately now this was a situation where i don't know if i agreed going for two because they had complete momentum and i felt like in the you know in the jaguars case their season's over they're just trying to see if they you know grow their young quarterback uh win that you know go for the win if you don't get it who cares the chargers are in the playoff picture and if you don't convert there and you just gift wrap the cardinals a win that's the kind of shit that brandon staley cost them last year Mm -hmm. right
1: but and you could argue the, the other
0: game Arizona couldn't do anything offensively
1: yeah I guess you could argue the other side of that where it's like we're rolling we're gonna get this but I I would have trusted them in OT right
0: well and I can't say they were wrong because they got it and you trust Justin Herbert he had been throwing the ball all over it was a perfect play call at the end there but yeah I can see both sides of it I just thought it was a little more risky given the circumstances the Chargers are in
1: I agree with you um but they're they're back in it. They're right back in it,
0: for sure. And as for the Cardinals, now you got Patrick Peterson calling out Kyler, saying nobody, Kyler Murray doesn't care about nobody other than Kyler, and you know he made some plays, but they were all his, you know, typical backyard football kind of plays. I don't think he really plays the quarterback position all that
1: great. No, yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for Watson and obviously our boy Russell Wilson. <laughs> then we'd be talking about the money getting set on fire here.
0: We would. And I think we, the day will come where we still do. Um, 49ers blank the saints. Listen, I, I'd I wax poetic about the 49ers last week on the pod. I won't do it again. Jimmy G did not play particularly well in this game. They really didn't do anything offensively, but that defense, you know, you just got to get them a little bit of a lead And against an Andy Dalton led compromised new Orleans team. They blanked them and San Francisco can beat you in a lot of different ways, man.
1: Can you explain to me why Jameis Winston isn't playing? I can't. Because October 30th, oh, no, wait, they didn't. They uh, October 30th, they played okay. Um, but then you put up 13 on November 7th. Then you put up 10 against Pittsburgh, and this was before Watt came back. And then you put up zero. If you get shut out, they should have to use the, it. Should be a rule where the backup has to start the next game.
0: I think this is the second time you've said that, and I can't agree with you more. It's the fucking NFL in twenty twenty two. Can score a touchdown or three points.
1: Like, and and Jameis is a different quarterback, but I think he's a better quarterback at this point than Andy Dalton, and I I just think he gives you a much better chance to put fucking points on the board.
0: Well, you
1: have to lose. Yeah, exactly. Let's see what you got with the guy. At least you brought him in here. All right, moving on to the next game. Chiefs did not play particularly well on offense. Um, there was a lot of hiccups, but I'm really not worried about it. I think that they were just trying to get out of there. Uh, they beat the lowly Rams with, I don't even know who. I know the guy was out of, like, where did he play?
2: Perkins, Clemson, Virginia. Virginia. Virginia.
1: Yeah, another orange uniform. Um twenty six to ten um I mean this Rams team I, I I know i I'm probably gonna forget about some defenses here some some the opposite of defenses just laydowns after winning a championship but this is this is really really bad I know that they're murdered by injuries I understand that but like this is fucking bad
0: they they mirror their counterparts in la with the Lakers a little bit don't they
1: yeah they traded do. every
0: asset they could to to win now and they did and you don't you never take away a championship but their future and their present is not all that bright.
1: Yes. All right, the Eagles beat the Packers in another game that wasn't as close as the score reflects. The Packers scored Jordan Love through kind of a garbage time touchdown late in the game there. Eagles I mean they uh, they broke uh, either broke or came close to breaking a bunch of rushing records in this game. Sanders and Hurts ran all over them. Um and then he also threw a touchdown to uh AJ Brown. This game uh, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt in the game. Eagles look like a wagon.
0: Yeah, this was a good get right game for Philly because remember they they really they lost at home on Monday night to Washington and then they should have lost on the road to Indy. Yep. So, this was a game they had to get right and boy, I mean, man, I-, I wish I could go back and say, "Will, you're you're right about this Packer defense because it sucks. It really sucks. They yep. got gassed in this game and they they just took the Eagles just took them to the woodshed.
1: <laughs> I mean, they when you're averaging probably 8 to 10 yards a carry, it's not it's not easy to beat that as as a as a team going against that.
0: No, and Philly, listen, their defense, I thought I thought bailed out Green Bay a couple of times. You know, that game, it was 14 nothing, and then it was, you know, 14, I think 21-14. Green Bay,
1: Green Bay by say? the way, Green Bay yeah. has just given up. I mean, there was plenty of times there where it in, in the last couple weeks where it's like fourth and one and, like, this is a classic Aaron Rodgers go for it and either try and draw them off sides like he always does or actually run the play and get the first down and they're just punting, punting, punting.
0: It is pretty amazing, isn't it?
1: Like they're I've like never seen I've never I've never seen such fast three and outs. Like I can't even look down at a text on my phone when I'm watching the Packers and look up and it's already fourth down and the punters running out <laughs> on the field. It's it's crazy.
0: Yeah, and that's coming from a Jet fan and I felt the same way as a Giants fan. I'm like, wow, they're they're actually this is actually worse than my team, and I, that's hard to do. Um, as for the Eagles, good, like I said, good get-right game. They needed this one, and now they'll, you know, now they're back in the driver's seat in that division because Dallas won again, and you know they needed to keep pace. They don't want to let anything slip away here. Packer season is over. I'll ask you, Jordan Love's came in. He threw the touchdown. It sounds like Roger said he's going to play this week, but what? What week, what what timeline are we on with to see if they just shut Rogers down for the year and Jordan Love gets some run?
1: Uh, one or two weeks.
0: Mm. Yeah, I probably agree What do you with think? You. Um yeah, I probably agree with you. I think you know, you give Rogers a chance and then they'll probably have those conversations and say, like, Listen, you got a broken thumb and you just hurt your ribs, like we gotta see what this kid what this kid has anything, you know. So
1: uh, well, yeah, because you just signed Rodgers to whatever contract. At least see if you can get a fourth-round pick for him or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jordan Love's in year three. Like, he's he's in year three. He's just like what Rodgers was in with, with Green Bay, right? Year, year three was the year that Brett Favre took him to the NFC Championship game. And year four was finally the year that far went to your Jets because their Packers are like, we're not doing this anymore. Rogers in year four, we have to see what this guy can do. Yeah, the and only they're, difference they're,
1: is, I again. mean, Rogers has been super weird, but he hasn't dicked them around with re- retiring and unretiring.
0: No, he hasn't gone that far, but he did demand a trade and, you know, he's kind of done his own version of it. It's kind of funny how. Uh, history keeps repeating itself in Green Bay, but shit, Agreed. if they repeats themselves with another another quarterback for fifteen years, they'll they'll take it uh, uh, every day of the week. Um, last game of the of the week, Steelers beat the Colts twenty four seventeen. And hey, Jeff, Saturday, um, maybe some of that maybe some of that love affair is gone because you couldn't have you you did your best Mike McCarthy imitation at the end of that game.
1: Well, you know, maybe. Maybe uh, on television he thinks that you can just take the timeouts to the next game.
0: That was funny, right? Like that tweet <laughs> did not age well.
1: No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, sometimes you need to get humbled. It's like it's a hell of a lot different coaching from your couch, is it not?
0: Oh, it totally is. And I got to say this. Both these teams, they're not going anywhere. Feisty, this is though. A pretty fun, this was actually a pretty fun game. Yeah, they're feisty. Yeah, they are.
1: And I don't hate Pickett.
0: I don't hate him either. I think he's okay. And Deontay Johnson's a stud, man.
1: Yeah, he is. I just, But the thing that kills me about Deontay Johnson, because I do have him on my fantasy team, is there will be probably two passes that are literally thrown at his numbers that he'll drop, but then there will be a ball that he has zero business catching, that he has such a sick catch radius that he just pulls down.
0: Yeah, he, he is one of those guys where, like, if you could just get him to make the easy catch, he would be a fantasy stud.
1: Yep. But
0: you love that talent. By the way, can we get a Greenwich Big Dogs check in before we review this? Greenwich Big picks?
1: Dogs are eliminated from the playoffs for the first time in the history.
0: Oh, no.
1: <sighs> Barring, like, the craziest. If I score, like, 300 points this week and a bunch of people lose <laughs> in front of me, um, maybe. But, yeah, tough year. Tough year. But yes. listen. Bad draft. I didn't pay attention enough to the waiver wires. I do every other year. Um, maybe the fiance curse is a real thing.
0: Oof. well. Hey, you know what? In the grand scheme of things, I think you. I think you're winning.
1: I, I think so too. I think so too. All right, hey, let's.
0: Bill, they're up twenty-four-seven on the Patriots in the, as the fourth is about to end. Four minutes left in the fourth.
1: Okay. All right. So uh, L is good in the world. All's good. All right, let's let's talk week twelve picks and then lead up to our week thirteen. Sean, you went three and one. I went two and one. We both had Dallas in there. We both had a push in there. Um, both got the Jets right. You got the Lions right. I got the commies right. Uh, I got the Titans wrong. You got the Chargers wrong. Because you had a minus three, they only won by one. That puts yep. me at twenty four and twenty one. You at twenty six and twenty one. Okay.
2: Ooh, all right.
1: Yeah, we're 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 looking at somewhat of a barn burner here. So this is a this right here is either a catch up week for me or a pull away week for you.
0: Let's see how it works
1: out. Uh, let's see how it works out. Good luck to you. All right. You as Thank you. First game let's have a look at is the Vikings at home against my New York Jets. Vikings are favored by three. I'm going to take the Vikings here.
0: Yeah, Tom, I predicted that uh, Mike White would go on a Taylor Heineke-type tour. Unfortunately, that doesn't mean he'll go undefeated, and this week I don't think will be one of those wins. Um, I like the Vikings. They're good enough to win at home with that three
1: points. Yes, I completely agree with you. All right. Moving on to the next game, we have the Washington Commanders football team. Until they make the playoffs, I'm calling them the football team against <laughs> your. Well, also, I might even have to call them the Deadskins after that Sean Taylor bullshit. I don't know if you saw that. I'm sure you did. <laughs> oh, I saw it. You have a computer it. in your hand. I have a I'm phone. Yeah, I have a phone. I'm a computer. Believable. Yeah. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles build a statue for a backup quarterback in a coach that they went on to fire. Like two years later, they build a statue. And this guy dies. And you you put together literally – it looks like they went to Dick's Sporting Goods and bought a mannequin. (laughs) The guy is wearing Adidas soccer cleats – Washington Redskins pants with the Reebok on it, and then a Washington football team Nike jersey that he never wore. And then he didn't even have the classic tape on his helmet. And he had gloves that, by the way, he never wore. It's as it's if you had somebody put this together that maybe they had some fucking intern millennial that doesn't even know who Sean Taylor is go to Dick's and just buy the whole outfit.
0: Honestly. It's so funny because I I think it's so easy to pile on them because they're such a dumpster fire of an organization despite some recent success on the field. But, you know, like I heard his, like his sister was interviewed and she said she really liked it. And I guess soccer cleats were something he did wear on the field. He didn't wear a, a, a football cleats. He wore soccer cleats. Hmm. I'm not I'm not gonna make any tr- I'm not gonna cast any true aspersions if the family said it was good. They also never said they were doing a statue. They said they were doing a memorial. So, you know, if they said statue and that's what you do, I am going to just eviscerate you. It's it's, it's easy picking when you're going against Washington. But I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll say if the sister liked it, that's all that matters. But you're right. Philadelphia also made a statue immortalizing a fictional sports character. Um, so
1: good yeah, movie, though. Bracket. Good movies.
0: Phenomenal. Still not true. Um, <laughs> so, yes, we have Washington at New York um which way are you leaning here
1: i'm taking the commies yeah they're
0: favored by one and a half uh there's money's going all washington's direction and it's not an uncommon trend all the money went in houston's trend in houston's direction when they came to new york they're all in detroit when detroit came to new york I really want to take my Giants because they need this game. They really do. It's not a do-or-die game, but they really need it. I just don't see it, man. I just don't see it. I'm taking the commies.
1: Wow. Okay. I did not see that I hope
0: coming. I i would love to give this game to you and let you take it and the Giants win, but just the football part of me, just I can't do it.
1: I hear you, brother. Wow. That's crazy. I, I I'm shocked by that. Honestly,
0: I know. I wrestled with it.
1: I I bet you did. All right, let's go. Let's go out of market games here. First game I got Seahawks minus eight against the Poop Rams.
0: Damn you! I picked that game too.
1: All right. Well, we'll have it in there.
0: I got Seattle as well.
1: Well, it's just who who's playing quarterback against this Civ team.
0: Uh. <laughs> Again, like Gino is going to throw for yards, they're going to throw for points.
1: Geno's going to put up a, against this defense. Geno's going to put up twenty-four to thirty.
0: Perkins is playing quarterback for the Rams. I give him credit for being out there. You're, you're getting your shot, but you're not. He's not any good. And listen, if that Seahawks defense needs a little bit of a retribution, they should get it this week.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. This this is a must-win game for them. I really do think so.
0: All right, fourth pick.
1: Who do you got?
0: Tom, I'm going to Chicago. I don't know if Fields is playing. I don't know. I, I you It know, th- seems like things are trending in the right direction for him, but even a banged-up Aaron Rodgers, you know he owns the Bears. The Bears are a three-point home dog. I don't like the Packers, but if they're playing the Bears every week, they might go undefeated. In Soldier Field, I'm taking the Packers. Wow. Death, taxes, and the Packers slash Aaron Rodgers beating the Bears.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't blame you for that one. I, I really don't. Is Rodgers going to play is the question, though. Is yeah, he? he said he is. Yeah, okay. he
0: said he feels good enough. He was on McAfee yesterday and said that
1: he's probably playing. So. Okay. My pick right here, I stared at the Chiefs. I really did. But I don't I don't want to take them going into Cincinnati, especially when they don't need the game. I'm going to Dallas. Mm. Dallas minus ten Dallas minus ten and a half against the Jeff Saturday, because you know what? Sometimes a lesser team going into Dallas, you can say, "Hey, you know what? The Giants covered because they have a better coach," or some of these other teams. I don't think Indianapolis has a better coach, so that cancels each other out. Dallas has much more talent. Matt Ryan, if he plays against this against this defensive line, and this blitz is going to be running for his life. He don't run very well. I do remember that rush that he had a couple weeks ago, <laughs> but that might have been it for him. I'm going Dallas minus 10.5, not to mention I the like, Colts. The Colts' I defense like is going to get pick. gassed in this game.
0: Yeah, I like this pick by you. I was thinking about it, too. There was like four games that I felt pretty decent about outside of the three already we already went with. So, um, All right, so you and I, are you're, we're going to be – Three. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna kind of like you know equal cancel each other out on three of these if we're each right.
1: Yeah, I know this is not the week to take to take the lead. I suppose.
0: Yeah, I guess nobody's really making moves here. So yeah. we'll see how that fourth game goes. But anyway, man, what's on tap for your weekend? Anything good?
1: Uh it's supposed to like I said, it's supposed to rain up and down the coast. I'm looking to take a flight, but that's probably not gonna happen. So nothing really. I got to go to a christening, so that's great.
0: <laughs> alright
1: <laughs> what about you my friend
0: uh, I'm going to San Antonio for the weekend uh, a couple of my friends are running the uh, San Antonio half uh, I've never been so just going to take off after work tomorrow it's only like an hour and a half from Austin so it's not that far and just do a weekend down there it's actually supposed to be pretty nice here so uh, check out San Antonio which I haven't been to yet
1: so. oh, well, see the Alamo
0: yeah I think we're actually going to do the Alamo and then, uh, my grandma said it's very underwhelming door. I'm sure it is, but you know, I'm a history nut. So yeah. I, I still want to see it and, you know, check out the River Walk and some other spots. So it should be fun.
1: Ah, that's nice, man. Hey, listen, you'll probably have better weather than we do up here.
0: I can pretty much guarantee you that we will. So. <laughs> well, have fun, You're bro.
1: Right.
0: Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Best of luck navigating the uh, the raindrops up there. Good luck with the christening. I mean, uh, hey, listen, you yeah, got your jets to look forward to on Sunday.
1: One can only hope.
0: All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging in with us. This was a long one, but I think it was a great one. And Tom, we'll be back next week, man.
1: Yeah, you can always break it up over a couple a couple listening sessions. We gave you plenty here, and if yeah, not, we'll like, give you your money back.
0: Yeah, or you know, pay us, and then we can give you your money back. <laughs> sure. But you know, go NBA first, and then go college football, and then go NFL. You you know, or just yeah. listen to us for a while. We, I, I think we're a good listen.
1: Yes, sir. All right, brother.
0: All right, Tom. Take care. Take care, everybody.
1: Bye.